Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This year, Leaving Certificate students have new choices via the CAO. Whether you're going straight into the world of work or exploring routes to third level, further education and training and apprenticeships offer you flexible, hands-on learning opportunities. The future is full of possibilities. Whatever your ambition, further education and training and apprenticeships can help take you there. Your future is what you make it. Learn more at cao.ie forward slash options. This is an initiative of the Government of Ireland. Welcome to Blood and Mud, the podcast that goes to Cardiff, uh, watches two games in a day. At least yeah. that's what we do this weekend. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, I am Lee, and joining me across the table across today, the, because normally the... we're, we're down the kind of Skype pipe, aren't no, we? But, uh... we're, we're for the first time ever, sat recording a podcast in a room, in a plug like real human beings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's weird, actually. This is what a studio must look like. Yeah, yeah it's, it's strange. Uh, so anyway, I'm Lee, and over there is... Uh, I'm Josh. Obviously, yeah. you know that already. Well, yeah. If you want to get in touch with us, you can get in touch with me at Blood and Mud or Lee at bloodandmud.com. And what about you, Josh? Uh, at Josh Gardner at Rugby Shirt Watch. Uh, this is the 150th Blood and Mud It is the one the ton how, 50 is up. How, how fitting that we're marking that incredibly auspicious anniversary. Uh, yeah, we've been out ever. in the back garden, held our bats up to the yeah, crowd yeah, to, to acknowledge the applause yeah. of the Tom 50 up. And there wasn't a lot of applause. The cats there, looked to us like we were right now, yeah, so we yeah, came yeah. back inside then. And the we? kids next door just bounced up and down on the trampoline and told us we were wankers. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, it's so a Tom 50 up, so it's been, a, well, when did we start? World 2015. Cup 2015, actually. Yeah. We've done a full World Cup cycle when, assuming we're still going on. <laughs> I was going to say, assuming this isn't the you know, last one. Idea. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. we've never sat across, we could end up in fist fights before now. This could be like the, you know, Creative differences moments, didn't it? <laughs> yes, it can. Yeah, I've never realised you pull that face when you talk. I can't work with you anymore. Um, so yeah, so it's some fifty up. Thanks for everybody. I know there are people who stuck with us from the beginning. which no, is quite amazing. Um, it's genuinely very impressive. And those of you who joined the journey recently or throughout any of that time, we're very, very happy to have you and thank you very much for your support. You were, as you know, if you're listening, we're on Acast, we're on iTunes, we're on all the places you can get podcasts from. And also, those of you who do give you support on Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/BloodandMud. Thank you very, very much. Obviously, we were in Judgment Day today, yesterday. We had a bit of a 
well, a bit of a pod get together. We had an yes, open invite for people to come along, didn't we? And we met. Well, I apologise if I missed anybody out, but this there was is loads of memory. people. Way too many people. I was a bit but... sleep deprived at the end of the day because I've been yeah. up since six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. But um, we met Alex, Linda, Trish. You came all the way from Norway. Yes, Hello, Trish. That she's apparently because she's so rugby starved that even an afternoon mm-hmm. with us. In, is preferable yeah, than I'm, staying in Norway. I'm, I'm watching regional rugby. Is incredible. <laughs> yes. I mean, watching the Pro 14, <laughs> travelling what probably about two thousand miles to watch yeah. the Pro 14. You'll, you'll have to let us know if you ended up in Chippy Addy later, because you know I we did try like and educate. We, so we tried that, to we? sort of push you in that direction. Yeah. We saw long-suffering Dragons fan Jamie Phillips, who was not so long-suffering. No, he was, yesterday, he was very happy by the end of it. Although he was very happy and also very insistent that we had to say nice things about the Dragons today. Now, finally, and why wouldn't and we? why wouldn't we indeed? Uh, Dan was there. We saw uh, Robbie Squidge Rugby turn Indeed. up, who is an absolute megastar, by the way, because he I way think more famous than he us. He was up to what about twenty selfies by the end of the day. Yeah, we had like three, and he, and that was he, from people who directly, people knew, who who directly we knew we were, and he just had randos fucking yeah walking past him. Is that Squidge Rugby? Yeah, great stuff. Uh, yeah, so it was great to see him. Yes. We've actually got a rugby live coming up with him this week I'm, oh, doing cool. a, I'm doing a rugby life interview with him so you can find out all about his video making process mm. and what it's like to be a megastar now yeah um, Mike Bubbins came out and joined us genuine, late, late like if you, if you were part of the pod getting together and you didn't stick it out till the end you missed, you missed some the, quality the Bubbins endless, yes uh, as, as yeah god it was quite it was quite a lot later than I anticipated it yeah. I think when somebody went home at, at like, I was like oh I'm going home I'm old now and I was like what the fuck are you talking about it's like <laughs> Eight o'clock or something. I looked at it, it was like ten to eleven, and I realised that I'd been drinking for like eleven and a half hours or something. Yeah. Um, which yeah. is why I sound brilliant today. Yeah, I don't drink as you know, but we were in a quite loud bar for a while, so you end up talking very loudly yes, for hours. There was a end. lot of shouting. There was a lot of shouting. I'm, we both may sound a little bit gruff this morning. Yes. Um, we met Matthew as well. RG came out to meet us. Yep. Uh, Johnny and his Scottish contingent yes, on How Nights Are FC. You travelled down. As well, and we met. Have I mentioned Laurie? I can't remember Laurie and her Laurie, friend. Yes, came her friend. Laurie and her friend yeah. Nia, who told me I had a receding hairline. Yeah, so she yeah. was nice. It's a bit harsh. <laughs> she was. If, actually, if, she was actually she was very, very nice. Very... It was fine. <laughs> yeah. If um, any, if you're going to level that accusation at either of us, I mean, I'm definitely receding. You, you've got you're incredibly hirsute for a man of your age. I'd say. Yeah, but I, I think what she, I think, you know, I'll, I want to defend my hairline here. What she says, <laughs> I, I have my hairline, I have my hairline shaped because uh, it's so thick and lustrous, and it's now growing back in. So it looks like it's kind of crap it's, hair it's going backwards, but it's yeah. not. And you yeah. can see that, Josh, because normally you won't be able to see no, such I can detail see, I can of my see the hairline. Detail it. No, yeah, I'm not going to lift my hairline up because it's just going <laughs> to, it's going to be a. Sort It'll of, just be like a cat. It's going to be a sort of Jack Charlton situation. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so actually, it was really lovely to see everybody. Oh, genuinely, it was great fun. It was odd. Yeah, it was to, weird. To be as f- known by people. It was weird as fuck for about the first hour, and then and then it was just people. And then it was just people. Yeah, it was just people that we liked who we were getting on with and having a laugh with, and it was a good time, good fun. So and sorry then, if I've missed anybody, but yeah. we did meet a few people yesterday. So thanks very much. Um, so of course we came down for. I came down. We're you in did. your house now, Josh. We are. I we came are down sat for in my day. what my wife insists on calling the dining room, which is literally it's just the end of the living room, the back of the living room, the back of the living room. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so we sat in there, and I drove down at six o'clock yesterday morning. It's Sunday now, as recording yep. this, to, to come down. And I, I think, as you know, listeners, you like a bit of service station bants. Oh, you, yeah. We've had, I've had, <clears throat> both ends. I think of the service station <laughs> spectrum. <laughs> Absolutely, have actually. <laughs> because I was busting for a while on the way down, so yep. I stopped at Gloucester Services. Mm. 
which is basically like a, a, a mound in a hill with yes, some it's doors the, it's, in it. It's the ecotricity, fancy, hippy-dippy farm shop Farm one. shop services. Yeah. Who knew that was a thing? It's, How did that get through the production honestly, meeting? It's, it's, like, it's basically just the only services in Britain that isn't a bloody road chef or a motor or whatever. Yeah. Or a welcome break. I think and, you said it looks like Teletubbies. <clears throat> it looks like Teletubbies. <laughs> It's got that Teletubby house vibe because it's all under grass and stuff. Oh, you know, it's very worthy, et cetera, et cetera. It's also fucking expensive and overpriced and yeah. outrageous. Why, where's your KFC, love? What <laughs> yeah. do you mean you don't yeah. have what, one? What, what do you mean there's no Burger King in? What do you mean there's a farm shop? <laughs> what, I don't so want to buy free-range eggs. I want to smash a burger in my face. <laughs> so, what, yeah. so what's the difference between this this services and any other services? About 15 quid an item, sir. <laughs> And then, obviously, when we were coming home from Cardiff... Uh, oh, what was uh, that journey back to Cardiff last night? We, I drove, because obviously, what's the yeah. point being teetotal if you can't have ease of transport? Yep. And we were coming back, what time were they, midnight-ish? Yeah, we left at about sort of half 11, 12 in the end, I think, and... Well, no, First actually, we left at about half 11 by the time we got back to the car, and then you got confused trying to get out yeah, of Cardiff. Yeah, I, I ended up doing a circuit at Cardiff Bay. <laughs> Which is fun. Uh, then we got to Newport and they closed uh, the Bringlass Tunnel, so we then had to drive through the middle, of, through Newport. The middle of Newport, uh, which added about twenty minutes to our journey. And then we got back to Bristol and they closed the, closed the M32. M32 roundabout. So we then had to go home via Bath. And I'd so, been up for like twenty-two hours by the Yeah, you were really I was starting you were to struggle. struggling, and we it, it it was a journey that should take about forty-five minutes. It ended up taking about two hours. We only mention this because because you know, well, what else do you expect? You know what I mean? We're going to winch, yeah. But also because we then both ended up busting for a waz again. Yes. We had to stop at Mega Services, and I've never been to Mega Services because oh. when I lived in Cardiff, it was too near to home. Mm. Both coming back or going out to to stop, and. Well, I've, I've never experienced one. anything quite it's, like it. It's one of the worst of all the services. It's like 28 days later in service form, isn't it? Every it, moment in that service has had the feeling of being my last. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> and, <laughs> and you would have welcomed it, really. It's, yeah, it's, it's it was truly just awful. Bl- it's a bleak place. I mean, they have got a McDonald's, which was... How, and, and it was midnight. Well, no, it was probably cracking on for one in the morning then, yeah. wasn't it? And we, and we both went for a while and... And they were playing bad manners in the toilets really quite loud. <laughs> it was weird. Which, of course, anybody who went to rugby about five years ago yeah. will know was the thing that they invariably played after somebody knocked the penalty over. So while I was doing a wee, I could have clapped my hands with my hand. I chose not to. You could have. I mean, it would have put off that one other guy who was in the toilet. So yeah, so there you go. That was our little, but yeah. well, a very nice day. Couple of, we'll talk about the games later, obviously. But it was, um, it was, it was yes. an experience. They said they sold fifty-two thousand tickets. We think they're lying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, and they also sold six. They claimed to sell sixty-five thousand last year. So somehow they've lost twelve thousand oh, people right. from last year. So that means the stadium was two-thirds full at fifty-two thousand. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I yeah. suppose not everybody watched both games. But yeah, it, didn't, it, didn't it was very. Out. I guess, it, yeah, it's always hard to tell with those games because there were definitely people. I don't understand that as well. Like. Why would you, if you've paid for two games of rugby, why, like I know it's a long time to spend in the Millennium Stadium, but like, why would you not just go? And the roof's on, you're not going to get yeah, wet. It's, it's it's talking about, like, yeah, okay, the beer's shit. The food options are a hot dog or fuck off. <laughs> or a pie. Or a pie. Can't get a pie. <laughs> or a chicken pieces pie. Chicken uh, pieces, yeah. <laughs> That's what I know, just chicken pieces, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, I, I can't, like, why wouldn't you just go to the whole thing? You've paid for it. But if it's very evident that there were a lot of people that weren't interested in the Dragon Scarlet's game who turned up. Which is a shame. Which is a shame. We'll talk about it later, yeah. And vice versa as well. You know, a lot of Scarlet's fans and Dragon's, well, the Dragon's fans seem to be all in one enclave. Yeah, judging by and the wild, the wild celebrations yeah. that happened on the bottom tier next to the press box. Uh, yeah, it was a good time though. Good, good time. time, good time. Uh, we'll talk about games in the weekend and stuff in a minute. So for, we'll start as we always start, even in this new setup with a player spotted. Uh, Gav the Sari gets in touch and he says, "Player spotted for you five years or so ago. I stood waiting to look at the scan of our firstborn at the QE2 hospital in Welling Garden City." Unfortunately, I may have tarnished the moment because standing next to me waiting to do the same in full Saracen's training kit was Charlie Hodgson. Oh. He was with what I assumed to have been his wife. Well, it's a good assumption to make. <laughs> it wasn't. Well, and if he yeah. was trying to cover up a, a, a terrible, illicit love child affair, wearing his full Sarri's kit was not the way to go, was it's, it? No, no. That's, that's basically just you've let the cat quite literally out of the bag there. Instead of saving the moment, I kept nudging my wife and letting her know who we were stood next to. <laughs> I would say that she was not quite so impressed. Uh, instead of all those questions you're supposed to ask, all I could do was think of all the things I wanted to ask about what the weekend's game against Bath was going to happen. It was not my finest moment. Starstruck in the scan. Well, you know, these these moments might never come back. You know, you've got to seize your opportunity. You know, you can yeah. have as many kids as you want. You might never get to be in the room with Charlie Hodgson again. I've done the scan thing. Mm. Oh, look, there's your baby. Isn't that wonderful? Oh. You sure that's my baby? <laughs> could be anyone's baby. Like, like, it looks like one of those psychological <laughs> pictures they show you and you go, it yeah. looks like it's only been yeah, murdered. It's a Rorschach test. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you see your baby here? No, I just see a weird little dot on it. <laughs> I see what best looks like a, a spilled oil on my driveway kind of thing. Uh, yeah, so that was that. Thank you very much. If you want to get in touch with the player spotted where we asked for you for, to let us know who you've seen and what they were up to, then you can get in touch <clears> at, <throat> at Blood and Mud in the DMs. They're open and Lee at bloodandmud.com. Spare no mundane detail Absolutely because we not. love we love all of that. Speaking of um, people's girlfriends not being very impressed with them, <laughs> mine and Josh's uh, enjoyment of uh, oh, the game. Our, our wives are fine. This is not yeah, about yeah, yeah. Our enjoyment of the game was, I can't remember if it was tarnished or enhanced by the fact that there was a couple sat next to us. It was absolutely enhanced for me. Who, for the first half of the Dragons game, were having a lovely fine, time. Having a lovely Great, time. You know, you there know, was the young drink couple. Was, the drink was flowing. They were with their friends. A laugh, they were all having know. a good time. Yeah, yeah. Physical displays of affection yeah. that weren't too much, but no, enough to tell they were getting up. They were all, you know, they were getting up. You know, uh, they were getting up to go to the bar a little bit more than we I don't know liked. what happened at half time. Oh boy! <laughs> well, honest oh, to God, boy. the atmosphere changed significantly, <laughs> and the poor bugger after about fifteen minutes of a bit of a row was then trying to normalise it. It was amazing because she was just sat there, directly next to us. Either me or Either you, because we kind of swapped seats. Yeah. Yeah. she was just sat there. Arms folded, like head down, like everybody else was having, you know, trying to carry on enjoying themselves, and she was just sitting there, face like thunder, absolutely fuming. And she, and what was so impressive was that she maintained that level of just absolute, like you know, when you you know you can feel the anger coming off someone. Yeah, it's palpable. Yes, yeah. Like the second that every time you look at her, you just like. No, she better. she maintained that for the whole game. 120 minutes 120 of rugby. 120 minutes of rugby. A and game she and a half, yeah. didn't crack a smile. 
And so the only thing that she did was get her phone out to obviously text her mates and say, this fucking prick has done X, Y, or Z. I don't know what he's done. And he did that brilliant thing, didn't he? He kept kind of putting his arm around her going, yeah. so do you want to go for somewhere to eat after, yeah. love? What do you, what do you and she just didn't yeah. crack she at all. She was just like, nothing. I've, it's, it's, it was a genuinely impressive feat to see somebody maintain that level. Because, like, you know, we've all been out. We've all had yeah. rows. We've all been out. Particularly if you have a bit of a row in public. It's in everyone's best interests, including your own, just to just to move on. Just she went to Lou at one point. I finally did. Obviously, what have you done, mate? You yeah, just, you honest, just you know, honest to God. If you're a listener, person who was sat, yeah, if you were sat in M18, M18. Round, round row six, <laughs> yeah. or seat twenty-one, yeah. if you knew the people who were there, yeah, please tell us what happened. Because, <laughs> because it went downhill quick. Because it went and there was downhill no coming so back. quick. They were having a lovely time, and then. Something happened that it just ruined her day to a point where there was absolutely no coming back from that. Yeah. Like, yeah. And God knows what he must have felt like because I was starting to feel a bit sort of. I was really. I thought I was in trouble. Yeah, I felt in some way. Every time something happened to the left of us on the pitch as we were looking across, (laughs) I just saw out the corner of my eye, I had this just kind of furious. He came into the field of vision to look away again. Jesus. Right. Please don't take it out on me. Oh. So yeah, that did absolutely. I think it on the whole enhanced. It did enhance because yeah. we just kept giggling, yeah, like real grown-up <laughs> people all the way through. Anyway, so let's talk about some news, shall we? Yes, a couple of little bits. Saras, as we were watching this morning, actually, as we came down the replay of it, Saracens have won the Tyrrell, the Tyrrell, Tyrrells, 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 the posh crisps, yes, the Gloucester crisps, yes, women's championship for the second year on the bounce. I think is it more than two years on the bounce? No, I'm not two, sure. Just back to back, yeah, but they've. I, mean, I like, I like to see that. Um, I like it that Saracens are gender blind. <laughs> yeah. When it comes to their utter destruction of everything. Yeah, yeah. Saracens gonna Saracens, regardless of gender, regardless of yeah. anything else. It's like, yeah, they're just gonna. It's like people who work in finance. You're a man or a woman. Doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. I'm just relentless. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You still have to come up with a plan by the end of the week of how you're gonna make up this saving. Um, yeah. So congratulations to them. They seem to be having a lovely time in the celebrations, and I suppose yeah. Quality squad, quality team, quality structure. It kind of is, yeah. You can't really deny that their pathway on all fronts just works, doesn't it? The culture. quality pathway. Yeah. Seventeen members of this squad have all got investment <laughs> properties paid for by. Yeah, everyone's got a lovely property portfolio. Uh, We're not a professional outfit. We've just all got a business that somebody's paid for, <laughs> which is completely above board. And we've told everybody about it. Remember that thing I said last week about it being a bug board? Yes. I'm afraid that yeah. was wrong. <laughs> and a ministry of error shows that I didn't tell anybody yeah. about it. Sorry. About Yeah, about the above boardness of it. We may have to walk back. It's always an administrative error, isn't it? walk that back a little bit. It's always an administrative error. I wonder who he asked. I reckon Nigel Ray must have to bring somebody in yeah. and say, look, it's an administrative error. We know it wasn't. However, no. I have to say that it was you. Yeah. So if you leave in six months' time, I'll buy you an investment property yeah. in London. And we can all have a lovely time. I'm sure he doesn't do that. Caveat, no, caveat, obviously, caveat. Obviously doesn't. We're obviously joking. Just making all of that up. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, congratulations to Saracens women's on a, yeah. on a, and, a and Quinns lost. They beat Quinns in the final, yeah. thirty-three. Quinns the only team to beat Saris in the league this season. So, uh, they, but they couldn't quite. Uh, so it was an expected result, but you never, but they yeah, hoped. It was maybe. the one team that could have challenged them, but Saris going to Saris. Cardiff Blues are block. I've had a few of these saying this on shit actually, for so but we'll cover it now because it's newsy. Mm. Um, Cardiff Blues want to give the magnificent man that is Nick Williams. Oh, that's good yesterday. Um, um, yeah, 
another year on his contract. He's 35 As, as they absolutely old. should, because Cardiff are quite shit without him. And the WR, I didn't realise, I actually didn't know this, the WRU have to approve all overseas contracts. Yeah, I wonder if that's, I haven't heard of this before. It's something they do in Ireland, so I wonder if this is something that's their new But in the classic agreement. Welsh way, it's in Ireland it's very clear why that's the case, because they mm. run everything. Yeah. Whereas in Wales, again, <laughs> Wales it's an entire like, knot. Surely you're allowed to just hire who you let want. Let me as WRU tell you as a multi-millionaire investor who you can and cannot sign and, and, and hire to your company. Um, but yeah, so anyway, the WRU have blocked this contract they have. extension. Um, Cardiff have appealed. That's been turned down, but they're still working at it. I don't know exactly what the next level is. Supreme Court, maybe? Yeah, probably. European Court of Human Rights, yeah. something like that. Court of Arbitration for Sport or something. Uh, so they've... Um... Yeah. Now, it's the just... reason they've given... What's the reason they've given? <clears throat> they, it's the classic sort of, he could be, you know, they basically go, well, why are we paying this 35-year-old... New Zealand player when he could you know he's obviously blocking the pathway of a young number eight but the question is who the fuck are they who's he blocking which the Blues don't have like the Blues yeah okay Josh Navidi can play number eight but he shouldn't be playing number eight for the Blues because he doesn't play number eight for Wales and he's playing anyway and he's playing anyway yeah I mean they've got three brilliant sevens come sixes between Ollie Robinson and Les Jenkins and Josh Navidi, so maybe they're thinking, well, you know, if we've got, if we want all three of those to be playing, because Ollie Robinson is nearly Welsh qualified, he will be in another year or so. Mm. Um, like, you couldn't stand that though, could you? No, with a Welsh player, you couldn't stand somebody who looks exactly like Andy <laughs> Robinson. That's, Welsh that's shirt, my main you? problem. Like Ollie Robinson is a brilliant player, and I really enjoy watching him play, but then he he just looks exactly like his dad, and I just look at him and think, prick. But apparently his dad is a constant feature, of the, which I actually very much like. He's a, he's a constant figure at the Arnold Park in the stands. Was he, he basically watches every game, which is quite nice, really. But he tells the ways to be wrong. He looks like that kind of bloke, doesn't he? I mean, apparently he's, he's like incredibly tantrumy in the stands. Like when, th- when <laughs> yeah. he thinks that things have got, gone his way, he fucking loses like his shit. But uh, yes, so... I don't know what the thinking is. Who is this young number eight at the Blues that? And even if there was a blocked... young number eight, you have to assume it's somebody who's I don't know, under under twenty now. Yeah, yeah. Was it like I don't know, like, um, Ian Botham's grandson? He's about rowing. Yeah. Um, so is it him? I don't know. But the, I don't see how having somebody who is the player that Nick Williams is around for another twelve months is not going to enhance. Yeah. Well, their education like, don't play him if if the young fucking Tyro that they've got in is you know comes through then Nick Williams won't start which is fine because you'll get that I means mean, you get Nick Williams for like 20 minutes at the end of the game or, you can or if he end. does start he'll be gone after 50 minutes max <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Whoever, whoever this person that he's blocking is he's yeah. going to get about a half yeah. of the time playing anyway so. yeah you know Nick Williams is basically you know you, you get him for 50 minutes of brilliance or you get him for 80 minutes of Start out brilliant, and then he's basically walking. He did everything yesterday. He was, everything he in was, his Arsenal came yeah. out yesterday. <laughs> but he was the full eighty-minute man. But for the last 20, 25 minutes, he was walking. But he, you know, but he, he, he did some shit house penalty. And yeah, he did some magnificent one-handed ball. He just did the bit where he held the ball up in the air and just jiggled while four it about people were tackling him, he somehow held the ball up and kept waving it around. <laughs> but nobody would take it off. And then when they got him on the floor, he was like, "Oh, nobody's having it then, fine." fine and he just placed it perfectly. Yeah, was, they recycled the ball. It was he amazing. was incredible. Yeah, but it's it's yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, and, and also, what are they get like having a good number eight like Nick Williams to teach someone. 
that can't be a bad thing, surely. Like, if you've got a young player coming through, you know, it's just a lot of people, like Justin Tipperich, when he came through, you know, credited the fact that the Ospreys had Marty Holler for so long as part of the reason why his, his ball skills and his, his breakdown skills were so, like, he came and he, they were so well developed because he'd spent time working with and watching Marty Holler, who was fucking brilliant. Yeah, I, I don't, don't get it. I just don't get it. it yeah, it's... and that's even and this, you know, and we're having a kind of stage two discussion as the reasons why they would mm. possibly block it. There's a whole stage one discussion about, and I imagine Peter Thomas takes his view of what the fuck has it got to do with yeah. you exactly? Why is it your business? Who I spend that... my what I spend my money yeah. on? Because frankly, it will be his money. Yeah. So yeah, it's a weird one, that isn't it? Um, speaking of money and things changing, mm. um, speaking to somebody yesterday who had a bit of an inside track on this. Um, apparently, the deal. For Macron to be the Welsh kit supplier is done. Yes, I've heard that rumour. I just am choosing to ignore it in the hope that it's not true. And apparently, um, there are two Macrons. There's the Italian Macron, right, which is obviously the big parent company, which yeah. which which provide the. This is just fucking brilliant if it's true. Which provide the Cardiff kit and everything mm-hmm. else. And then there's a, a Macron that's run by a bloke in Burryport out of a container that, that does the Clinetli Macron. Now, obviously, it's all. Ultimately provided by yes. Macron, but as a kind of subsidiary, which yes. is this guy in Boryport, <laughs> which probably <laughs> explains a lot as to why the Cardiff kit is fine. Yeah, and the Scarlet kit, kit is, is not. not. Yeah, because all of the design feedback is going through the prism of a dude in Boryport <laughs> in a container. Well, that's interesting because it's very similar with with Under Armour, Wales, and like Wales's Under Armour kit is a direct deal with Under Armour in the USA. Yeah, um, but Wasps. Uh, are also Under Armour, but they are they get their kit from Under Armour UK, which is a licensed right. subsidiary. Which is why all of Wasp kits are incredibly uninspiring <laughs> and look like they're from Under Armour from about four years ago because that's just what the UK branch have got. Whereas, what are we going to do with all these boxes of kits? <laughs> Send them to the fucking UK. <laughs> uh, yeah, Those so wasps will have them. <laughs> yeah, the wasps will have these kits. Um, the, um, have they really got a rugby team named after white Anglo-Saxon Protestants? Is that correct? Glad you said that joke. I was going to go. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, um, so, um, yeah, yeah, so it's, apparently ASICs were very clear. It, became, were, it, it was a choice between ASICs and Macron at the end, apparently. But ASICs wanted this year's World Cup kit. Yeah. Is my understanding. Yeah, I've heard that rumour. ASICs were close, and but ASICs wanted the deal to happen right away. because And they were saying, we can't do that to Under Armour, effectively. Or we can't yeah, pay Under Armour off. Yeah, we can't pay Under Armour off that quickly. Under Armour wanted to leave, but they obviously want to still have... Everybody wants to be involved at a World Cup, and ASICs in particularly being a Japanese brand, they mm. want... Oh, I, don't know. I did they not want, know they were Japanese. They want visibility at their home World Cup, which is a big part of the reason why they're... They sponsored Australia and South Africa. Another rumour mm. was that uh, Kappa were close at one point. I heard that Kappa were close, and I was just delighted at the thought of, like, Samson Lee in a Kappa track suit with a Wales Imagine how A proper old-school Kappa one. Yeah, imagine how much council estate strength <laughs> Liam Williams would exude in a 1990s Kappa track suit. Yeah, with the, with the, with the Kappa logos running all the way down the sides. Yeah, yeah. the poppers. Yeah. Popper oh. bottoms. <laughs> Panelled to the top. Yeah. 
Brilliant. Just um, it basically makes the whole Wales team look like football casuals from 1993. <laughs> but unfortunately, but unfortunately, got we've got fucking Macron away though, because sometimes if they produce stuff that's okay, they've done some, some okay of the stuff Scottish looks kits, okay, but you only need to mention the word Macron to most Scottish fans, and they'll go, "The designs are all right, the quality's terrible, and the uh, sizing is abysmal, and the like, the 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 kits themselves are usually fine, but the range of stuff." As you can see from... They're Italian though, aren't they? It's like, if you ever buy Italian... <clears throat> I cycle when I do cycle. and I, If you buy Italian kit, you are literally like... I mean, I'm I'm six feet tall and about 14 and a half, 15 stone. I fluctuate mm. between there. And I've got to buy like the 5XL mm. in Italian yeah. cycling. Yeah, gear. people are basically saying like, if, you want, if you're going to be prepared to buy a, like 7XL. An embarrassing size. 7XL, yeah. <laughs> it's one of your pride yeah. to get a 9XL, yeah. So yeah, that's happening. Depressingly, but they will have Under Armour for the World Cup. They will have Under Armour for the enjoy it while you. I'm not a big fan of Under Armour's world stuff anyway. It's become a little bit stale and boring. But enjoy it while you can, Wales fans. The interesting thing about Under Armour was that I'm going to finish on this. Is that they? I think you mentioned this on one of your columns once that they deliberately went modern, didn't they? Mm. They weren't trying to be anything else. They were no. very much saying we're going to have technology and yeah, modern features and stuff. Super and you might hate it or not, <laughs> but at least it's a it's a strategy, yeah. isn't it? And the interesting thing is the Wales players love the Under Armour stuff. Right. Like one of the biggest things that they always say about Under Armour and Wales is that the Wales players fucking love the quality and the fit and the feel of the Under Armour stuff. It's going to be very interesting to see I know two of the regions obviously have Macron already. <laughs> Interesting. To it's see a whole. Them. It's it's a whole deal as well, apparently. For everyone. Yeah, it's a circle uh, deal that basically I think by twenty twenty one locks everybody in or something. Right. Like this is basically what they've done with Scottish rugby, isn't it? Um, yeah. The trouble is, if you're going to make money off it, you've got to buy, you've got to design kits people want to buy. Yeah. So they've really and, got it. I don't know who's in their design department, but they need to have a think about it. Well, and yeah, and they need to be a little bit like the current Cardiff Blues kit. It's just basically the Canterbury kit that was five years ago that was really nice, and they just made it slightly worse. Hmm. And obviously, the current <laughs> Scarlet kits are an absolute fucking abomination. So, yeah, it, we'll we'll see how that goes. But uh, it's it's dark times for people who like. <laughs> Welsh rugby teams to not look terrible. Um, right, so have you got any any news from you? Uh, rugby you X is happening. Which okay, is, uh, let me just, Ben Ryan. Can we just wind, Okay, you're about to do it. What the fuck is Rugby yeah. X? Yeah, uh, which is Ben Ryan's uh, five-a-side rugby concept. It's basically five it's, a, five aside for rugby. So um, why is it called X? That means know, ten. Don't know. Don't know. Silly. So straight away, they've not thought this through. Yes. I'm not hopeful, <laughs> but go on. So it's. Um, it's interesting, actually. Like, it's going to debut at the O2 uh, Arena in October. Um, it's going to mainly have sevens players involved. Obviously, five aside. Um, there's no posts. The pitch is smaller, um, and the focus is very much on skills and. How big's the pitch? We know. Uh, there's not confirmed yet, but I think it's probably going to be sort of in the same way Small. that a five in the same way yeah. that a five aside pitch is obviously kind of you know, roughly half the size of a. I think it's going to be a similar kind of. Deal uh, and his, I mean, I don't know whether he is. He basically is trying to create a sport, that, a version of the sport that is, in his words, which I enjoyed. Um, he said, "Fifteens uh, is obviously a technically difficult game uh, to start up because of the amount of players that you need to actually make it happen, uh, and sevens is just aerobically and anaerobically shattering." 
Any of us who play Terrence Welcome. Knows yeah, his stuff. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. He's entirely right there. So basically, I think they're making it kind of the rugby version being, he, he, in his mind, he's like 15s is like the equivalent of a test match in cricket. Hmm. Sevens is like the equivalent of one day, and rugby X is going to be like 2020, basically. So a bit um, short, a bit easier. Yeah. Put, pull some people in. Yeah, and he wants it to be like an easiest like thing, for sc- particularly for schools and sort of social clubs and stuff to start up because you only need 10 people. The pitch is small. You don't have to worry about posts. You can just have a sort of small kind of game of, you know, scoring tries and kicking. It's, 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 he thinks it could save grassroots rugby. I don't know whether it will, but it's an interesting concept. Apparently, yeah. it's going to be broadcast live on terrestrial telly as well. It sounds like... Um... They should get it like it sounds like. Remember the um, the Sky Premier League Legends. Yeah, tournament? it feels exactly very similar to that, doesn't it? it? Just, it's got that kind of vibe to it, hasn't mm. it? So I'm all for that, really. I yeah, think yeah. It I see. Like, fuck off, getting current sevens players in there. Get old people. Get like an England Legends team with like yeah. Wade Dooley in there, just walking yeah, around just chilling J- people. Yeah, and Jason Robinson just still <laughs> yes, running past indeed, everyone. Yeah, Jason <laughs> Robinson skinning every fucker. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, should we talk about some actual rugby then? On Disney Plus, discover the shocking true story. Less than 1% of people get addicted to Oxycontin. Of how one company's greed triggered the worst drug epidemic in American history. A pharma company is lying about their medication. Addiction rates are on the rise because of this drug. A new and exclusive original series from the executive producer of The Handmaid's Tale. These people trusted me. Can't believe how many of them are good now. Dope Sick, now streaming only on Disney Plus. 18 plus subscription required. T's and C's apply. Acast recommends podcasts we love. Changemakers is a new podcast series with me, Claire McKenna, talking to people who stand up, speak out, or challenge us to think a little differently. It's about the greater good, families and children, respecting their own individuality. In the next couple of years, like I hope I never have to have conversations about racism ever again. Like, I just want to get to the stage where, you know, people are just people. Nobody's pooling the resources together and actually being able to show how much of an impact it will make when people do come together. Changemakers with Claire McKenna. Search for it now wherever you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the world's best podcasts, including the David McWilliams podcast, I'm Grandmam, and the one you're listening to right now. Yeah, so obviously the weekend, do we mm. want to cover? We didn't, obviously haven't seen much. I was out Friday night. And I missed, you know, one, probably obviously one of the best games, games of rugby of the season. In the it says a lot about six three game between Bath and Sale. It says a lot about Sale that like they look at the attacking talent that they've got, and they're still games are finishing six three. How has that happened? How has that happened? They signed Lou Diaga for next season, haven't yeah. they? <laughs> Who still looks like a baby with a beard? Yeah, weird. It's Jake. He's like the most unintimidating. Freakishly Giant like robot monster fray with, yeah. with, with a toddler's <laughs> head balanced on top. <laughs> the uh, the um, where did why does Steve Diamond keep saying they're skint and they can't compete? Yeah, when, when he's fucking signing Ludiaga and Ashton yeah. and Solomona and whoever else yeah. he fancies chucking some money at. It's really strange. They've clearly got. If money. you're going to find an excuse, Steve, I think you need to find a new one. Yeah. Is what I will say. He's about to get given what is it, twenty million quid off CVC, so nobody's skint, oh, yeah. mate. Uh, yeah, so. That was terrible. That was a, an apocalyptically bad game. 
Um, but it's a game. Bath that... Bites, who listens on here, had a magnificent rant because I think he went to the game. Oh, it was Jesus. like, I've just driven. I mean, you have to do the M6 to get yeah, there. That's a to long go to that to stadium yeah. to watch that game. Must have gone through an existential crisis. <laughs> Imagine the drive home after that on Friday night. Oh. Makes our drive home last night look just positively. <laughs> yes. Imagine, oh, God, they might have been diverted as well through Coventry or something. Yeah. That happened to me once going oh. home late at night. You have to go through Coventry. It's like, you are fucking joking. <laughs> I'm on the ring road. Yes. <laughs> that uh, was when my daughter had food poisoning. I had to drive, and we'd flown into Stansted Airport. I had to drive home and I drove back. And my daughter, I was stopping every 45 minutes for my daughter to throw up. And then we got diverted through Coventry. Then we got really near home and got diverted again. So the thing, the lesson for this <laughs> listeners, right, is that every time you think, oh, it'll be great driving late now, there's no cars on the road. It's bullshit. Don't believe it. Don't, Don't believe, believe it the hype. Because you'll get sent through every shitty provincial yeah. town. What, happens, yeah, what happens is they close all the fucking motorways, yeah. as we've discovered. And there wasn't a single fucking really jewel <laughs> of energy <laughs> of work going on in all those cold areas either. They were doing a single fucking thing. It was infuriating. Oh, no, um, sorry, we did say we talk about the rugby now, didn't we? Yes, so, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Sam Hidalgo-Klein started for Harlequins yesterday. Yes, that's not gone well for him as a, as a you know... You have to go a back block, a step now, don't you? A blockbuster you? career move. So he went to Clinetic Scarlet, sorry. He yeah. went to Scarlet, and every, and I remember, I think myself included, saying that's a bloody good yeah. signing, actually. He might, shall, he nice might, player, he might unseat... Nippy player. Yeah, he might unseat Gareth Davis as Scarlet's number one. Nope. You know, won't be playing the international window. Yeah. Great news. Then he disappeared. I'm assuming as he had a few games to the Clanetley. I don't um, know. I think they he basically he started a few games. They clearly something they did not like, and they've Scarlets have done this with um with Clinton Blomjats, whatever Blomjats, Blomjats, something like that. He started for last yesterday. He started for Leicester, Yeah, yeah, because he's like they basically just gone. Well, this guy's nowhere near. And, and again, a big trumpeted sign. You know, they signed him from the Cheetahs, but then they said at the start of the season, like, oh, his fitness is nowhere near where it needs to be. I said this yesterday. I reckon they've fallen into the football manager mentality of the person with a foreign name must be good. Yes. Because even though Sam Hidalgo Klein is Scottish, Perfect, yes. Hidalgo is a, is a, is a Spanish, Spanish word. name. Yeah, he sounds it. It, it, it must yeah. have baffled yeah, him. Yeah, he's done, he's done the sort of FIFA football manager yes, thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, <laughs> I've got a choice for two left backs. Yeah. I've got Carl Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Or Sebastian, <laughs> Sebastian De La Fuego. Yeah. Well, who the fuck <laughs> Which are you one are you going to go for? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I've got a fullback. Who am I going to sign? You know, yeah. Liam Williams or, well, obviously, I'm sure be, yeah. Todd Jones yeah. or Clayton <laughs> Blomentiyes. Yeah. <laughs> who sounds more exciting there? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's those. The, that's a, like, so if you can't get a contract if you're a young player, maybe think about changing your name <laughs> to something South <laughs> yeah, African or so something fucking exotic and see how that goes. Instead <laughs> of being Rodri Davis or something. <laughs> yeah. It's it's interesting though, isn't it? Like there are many, many, many reasons why the Scarlets have not lived up to their expectations mm. this season. But you know, they're the players that they've brought in to replace the players that they lost last year, you know, in in Tyburn, in John Barkley, yeah, Liam Williams, Liam yeah. Williams, you know, they've they've not. I mean, they were always going to be hard to replace. Yeah, in yeah. Fairness, but yeah. But you know, Blade Thompson played his first game yesterday for like what three or four months because he's been out with concussion. He's another has been signed because of his name. Yeah, there's a theme. Great, here, I'm telling you, it's a fucking great name. It sounds like I was joking, but actually, this is becoming more and more realistic <laughs> as we talk about it. Um, yeah, you know, all of these players are coming in and, and they've just, none of them, you know, uh, what's his face? Um, 
the number eight. Cassian. Cassian. He's he's fucking rubbish. Yeah, <laughs> he really is rubbish. <laughs> like we were saying, I think we were saying we sat there like he's. I can't tell sometimes whether he's very good or absolute dog shit. What we like, like to think... call the Nayavoro gambit. <laughs> I don't really know. What I don't really know. Occasionally he does things and you're like, oh fucking hell, he's good. But most of the time he's terrible. And I feel like he's all four of those signings that they brought in to kind of replace the players that they lost. They've just not panned out at all. And it's it's a big reason why they're you know they're missing out on the playoffs. They mm. might miss out on the Champions Cup now. It's yeah, it's in, it's it's not been a good year for them. So meanwhile, the guy wasn't going to start for them while they were losing to the Dragons. Was starting for Harlequins, who um, were losing to Exeter. Yes, yeah. Exeter might be the like best team that nobody's fucking talking about in ages. Like nobody like ex- there's nothing the... to talk about with yeah. them. If you get if you get beyond the thing that we always talk about with them, yeah, I'm not going to no, do, no, no. do that because my head still hurts from last night. So um, <laughs> the from talking loudly last night, but there's there's of the, they have a level of competence like Saracens, don't they? Mm. But they don't have any of the perce- perceived kind of shit housing that goes with it. Yeah, so yeah, don't. yeah. So there's no, I mean, and they may well have just as much. Yeah. It's just that nobody turns the the, the spotlight on them. Yeah, they, they don't have that sort of evil empire feel that Saracens do. They're also, you know, Saracens gain extra attention for the fact that they're competing on two fronts, whereas Exeter, you know, went out with a bit of a whimper in the group That's stages. That's true. Yeah, you know, Saracens, the, the Saris being in the, the Champions Cup final, obviously, is a is a big deal. But it's weird, man. Like they've smashed the like this try scoring record. It's mm. Two games to go, and they've scored more. T- they've already scored more tries than anyone else in the history. They of the just Premier quietly League. get on with being competent. They're, yeah, they? they're just incredibly competent, incredibly efficient. They do their job very well. They just lack like. like who There's is, nobody that you look at here and go, "Oh, he makes exciting. me excited." Yeah, I mean, Henry looks, Slade's lovely. Yeah, and, 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 and a very talented and Cod, player. Cordero's great. Cordero's uh, great. When, when he wants to be. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll give I'll give you Cordero. That's very true. Actually, it might be different next year when Stuart Hogg's there. Because he'll be doing That's more true. exciting. But it's a, yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's a good point. I see, and, and the fact they're that just they're all quite... ignored by England as well. Like you know, everybody with the exception then, yeah. of Henry Slade is basically just persona non grata with an Eddie Jones well, and the front England's, row and but, the front row. Yeah, yeah. but it's um... so many of their play like because they, you know, it's it's there's nobody there that really fucking you know there's no box office name yet, and maybe that will change next season with Hogg being there. But like, there's not a superstar. But I in think the, the fact that Farrell or everyone or just accepts because they're always in the black, mm-hmm. and you know there's no room, and obviously that means to be in the black all the time they mustn't be fucking around with wages. Mm. So nobody really wants to have a conversation about. It. There's a kind of narrative that nobody's allowed to say anything bad about them, mm. quite frankly, because yeah. they're a model that is wonderful and we should all work towards. And actually, that's probably true on yep. some levels. I'm not, I'm not here on to a shoot it level, down. Absolutely. Um, obviously, there's no conversation of any kind that anybody wants to have about their branding. Nope. You know, and that's not. just quite. Yep. There's nothing to see. That's like I've seen in the Naked Gun when there's all like white lines painted on the floor, and he says, "Move <laughs> along." There's nothing to see here, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and for a lot of people, I suppose they don't think there is anything to see there. Yeah. You know, I think we are the outliers in this, quite. Indeed. So, yeah, but um, it's yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting. You know they're top of the table. They're mm. they're very very likely to win the Premiership this year. They've probably had, and I, I'm, this is going from memory. I've not looked it up, but have they had the least injuries of all? They've managed to keep that squad. It does together seem like quite yeah, there doesn't they? seem to be. They've they don't seem to have had any big high profile losses. 
I mean, it's Sam, because maybe so many of the players are not high profile. Yeah, you don't know. Sam, Sam, Sam Simmons is the only one who's been out That's true. for a while, but he's on his way back now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? It they they're sort of they're getting less attention than you know Saris who are second, mm. and uh, you know, and they've only lost like what four games all season. Next two in the Prem, yeah, it's very fucking impressive. At the other end of the table, yeah. Um, we're recording this before Worcester play. They're playing this afternoon. Yeah, if Worcester win, isn't that Newcastle down? No, I don't think, I think so. It isn't now because Newcastle are on thirty. Uh, well, it would have been if Leicester had beaten Bristol. Yeah, Newcastle on thirty. Leicester mm. lost to to Bristol. Um, no, I think Worcester is safe if they win. Yes, because they're but, yeah. Um, Newcastle cannot catch them. If you yeah. know what I mean, so so it's Newcastle. Or, yeah, it's, it's, it's the, uh, Newcastle. I think Newcastle can see the writing on the wall now. Can't Newcastle they? have given up yeah. right at a time when it was the wrong time to give up. <laughs> well, it you, sounds daft, but it kept, because yeah. it's almost. I th- we talked about this when they lost to Leicester, mm. and I said, and we were talking about will they recover from this kind of spiritually? <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> and, don't um, think emphatically. And I think is the no. answer from Friday night was no, no, they are not going to. Yeah, and then. It was a shame they couldn't have played that game after Leicester lost to Bristol. Yeah. You wonder if that might have that helped them about, spiritually. Absolutely. But I think going into this weekend, they probably thought, well, Leicester are going to beat fucking Bristol. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, Northampton are all right, but you shouldn't be getting horsed. No, 31. 13 or something, something like at home. That, yeah. Convincing. It was 24-3 at half-time. Yeah. It was a battering, to be honest, in the first And that's half. exactly what happened against Leicester, of course. Yeah. And I don't know how you can't... I don't know how, as a team in that situation, you can't come out of the traps like... Fucking gangbusters, you know. <laughs> it's, it's it's weird, isn't it? It's genuinely very strange that like you look at that team that beat Sale a couple of weeks ago. You know, they looked like they were. The team fucking... played last night. Though. It's still the same team. Exactly, it's, it's the actually same, a similar it's the team. Same... To what fucking near, was in the top half of the yeah, table it's, last it's, year? It's, 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 it's the silliness and the weirdness of sport, isn't it? That these people, you know, three or four weeks ago, Newcastle looked like they were bang up for avoiding the drop if they could. And they were going to put pressure on Bristol and on Worcester or on Leicester right till the end. And yeah, 31-17 it was in the end. It's like, that's a fucking battering at home. From And Northampton and a team that feel like they, they're putting it together a little bit, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, Chris, Chris yeah. Boyd is kind of, he's starting to do the business. They're certainly a lot better than they were first half of the season. Yeah, yeah. And but they're like, still relatively ki- fragile. I, rec- yeah, I reckon they'll kick on next season if they can get their signings right. And Dan Bigger's been a massive sort of change for that and for a positive, I think. But they're still Northampton. They shouldn't be. They should be 24 3 up at half time against yeah, a team that's fighting they for their lives. They should be putting 30 on you at home, you know, if you're only going to score bloody 17. To 17, yeah. was it? Yeah. yeah. It's like. So I just think, even though mathematically it's possible, I think they're eight points adrift of Leicester. Well, one Leicester have got to lose, would have to lose both games, mm-hmm. and Newcastle will have to win without a bonus point. Yeah, good point. And Leicester, Newcastle will have to win both with bonus points, and they're yeah. not going to. Yeah, well, they have to get at least one with they a bonus point. point. Yeah, they're not going to do it. I, I think, think so, it's yeah. over now. Then you know they might well get a, a six pointer at home to Bristol on the last day because Bristol by that point will be on the beach. <laughs> yeah, you know, they yeah. got a sail at home. Uh, next week, if they win that game, you know, we still will because Sale yeah. can't travel. Yeah, you know they are absolutely. You know, I mean, I think, they, I think they are now home and hosed, aren't they? They they can't. Bristol, yeah, the forty three points. Become, aren't they? They're fucking. They don't care. You know, <laughs> I haven't got the table in front of me, but I think they're about Bristol. <laughs> Bristol, basically, you know. Let's have a look. Uh, yes, yeah, so yeah, Bristol are yeah forty five points. See, so, 
my phone ringing. That was my father calling. These are the things that you don't get when we're. You don't get. You see, when we're all yeah, I'm all out of sort. I'm out of the element. I've got no laps. I've got no screen in front of me to check like points totals. I'm having to do all that. It's terrible. My dad's ringing me. Honestly, my dad bless him. He phones me at least three times a week just to say. But the thing about my dad is sometimes you think, oh, which is terrible because he's my dad. And then, but, some, but the beauty of it is they don't last longer than about 70 seconds every phone call because it's just like, I was yesterday, it was good, Dad, yeah, yeah good. All right, then. well, I'll see you when you get back then, okay. Yeah, um, yeah Bristol are on 45 points, oh, they're fine. so they're fine, yeah. Newcastle on 30, Leicester like, on 38. 30, yeah, uh, Leicester on 39. Oh, uh, yeah, they're fucked, aren't they? Yeah. It's all over, isn't it? It's all Worcester, over. Well, Worcester on 37, if Worcester lose... Oh, yeah, so I keep forgetting about Worcester because I keep yeah. assuming they're going to do a bit better. Yeah, yeah Worcester, if they lose their remaining three games, then, and you know, but they've got they've got Gloucester at home today. Uh, which and who they, knows? They could win. <laughs> who knows? They could win. They've got Saints away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're going to lose that. I mean, they could lose at home to Gloucester today. And Who's the last game? I think that's it. Oh, no. Hang on. And then their last game is Saracens at home. Which, I mean, Saracens might they well could, be... I don't, they could lose all three. They could lose I all think three. it's not on you. I don't think it's with Alderpeel that they're going to lose all three of them. Yeah. So Newcastle, but Newcastle could then have to win two. Well, actually, it gets more interesting. No, I still don't think Newcastle... Newcastle if you, Newcastle can get a bonus point uh, in their next game, which is Gloucester away, whether it be try or losing, then a there's a chance they could get a... Who are Newcastle playing last two games? Uh, they, had a, Gloucester, they had a better running, didn't they? Gloucester away, Bristol at home are the two games they've got left. If they can get any kind of points, you know, if they could somehow they're gonna, control... They're not going to win at Gloucester, no, so it doesn't matter they what might, happens. They might be able to get a bonus point or two out of it, and then if they can get six points out of... No. No, it's not happening. No, it's it? not happening. No. So there you go. We could have cut all of that out because I said that five yeah, minutes ago. Yeah, but it's kind of... But it's bad for Newcastle, you know. You look at the, you look at that Newcastle team, and you think, how many of those players are the sort of players that stick around when you get relegated, like the young, hungry players who are just like, I'm under contract, I'm just going to stick around for another couple of years, you know, and and then come up next season. Like a lot of the players that they've got are. Simon Hammersley will be the best player Simon in the Hammersley division. The yes, yeah, absolutely. You've will. Got to... <laughs> um, you know, you've got Mark Wilson. He's got four years left on his contract, but <laughs> he's saying things like, "Well, you know, I'll see what happens at the end of the season." Yeah, I've it, just managed to nail down a six year. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to yeah. stick around. In the well, thing, yeah, he's not going to be with a man when he's going to be England's fucking number six at the World Cup. There's no fucking way. And, and to be honest with you, Newcastle would be doing him a massive disservice if they said, "Well, you can play in the Championship next season." Because he's, you know, they're basically saying you're. In I mean, you never know. I mean, Ashton stuck around at Northampton, didn't he? And he scored did, about he, seventy-two tries. He did, which was funny that year when he was literally scoring about seven thousand <laughs> tries a game. But like Ashton was young then. Ashton. Yeah, was he in the England squad then? No, he, he wasn't. Was he literally. In fact, was it his first year with first Northampton? Year. Yes, because he, he came, signed the deal. Then they came, got relegated. He came yeah, over from right. league yeah, that yeah, year, and then he scored seven billion. Perfect way to do it, actually, isn't it? Yeah, and that's you know something that maybe. Newcastle could look into is like who's, if who, only who do they Sam want to poach Burgess had gone to a relegated team eh? Honestly, it could have all been so different but yeah and you look at players like you know Nicky Gonover's not going to 
stay no. down there, you know, Sonotti Sonotti. They did sign a new contract though, didn't they? Yeah, but it's like, how many of those cl- contracts have got relegation clauses in them? I mean, if anybody, only, if anyone, if any team, if anyone at Newcastle fucking signed a new contract this season without a relegation clause in it, they're fucking. There are some people in Leicester not doing it. Yeah, but anybody who signs for Newcastle, well, surely their agent, their representative, would say relegation, you need to put a relegation clause in, clause in Yes, <laughs> you know, it's that we can leave for a transfer fee. Having of said X. that, a lot of them, I think, might be told if you stick around, don't worry, because actually we'll probably be ring fenced next year. Even yeah. if we finish mid-table, they'll probably still pull us into the Premiership next year. Yeah. I think that's relatively. I think that's probably what's going to happen. Yes, cases you know, particularly players like Gonover and Sonotti, Sonotti, and all these kind of guys. They're not young. It's like oh, Gonover's thirty-six, isn't he? Yeah, it's like do you really want to waste the last couple of years of your career in the championship? Playing against Rotherham, playing against Rotherham or Cornish Pirates or whatever. Like it's always Ealing that they always quote. Is it? Do you want to play Ealing, Ealing. Trailfinders? <laughs> that's always the always the one that sounds gets quoted, like such a shit it? club name. Yeah. Like Ealing Trailfinders. When actually, for a potential point of view, they're right in the middle of West London, honestly, they've got a fucking million kajillionaire yeah. supporting them. If anything, they're yeah. probably the ones in the best position well, to do the, something. They're the ones kicking off about the ring fencing, aren't they? Because they think they can. Haven't get... Yorkshire folded? Uh, yeah, they're going semi-pro next season. They're not going to be fully professional. I never understand why you call teams Yorkshire. I just don't get it. Yeah. I know there's that big row about Cardiff Blues and stuff and heritage and everything, but I don't understand. What I do think I think having a team called Leeds it made no would sense. be much better than it, well, this random thing, sort of Yorkshire thing. Because they were Leeds. They yeah, were, exactly, and then they yeah. And then they were Leeds Carnegie. That's because of the sponsor. Because, yeah, and, and now they then they became Yorkshire Carnegie. And it's and like that's just rubbish. And they were just it? trying to be like, oh, we're the rugby team for all of Yorkshire. It's like nobody, nobody, everybody. Knows I don't know this. much about rugby union in Yorkshire. Don't know how entrenched it is. I suppose you know, would somebody from York rugby union not support a Leeds professional well, team? I don't know. Like, it's like if, if even if they if they wouldn't, if that's the reason that you changed the bloody name, well, they still know that it's fucking Leeds. I mean, on the flip side of it, it's Yorkshire. It gives a fuck from my point of view. But you know, it's, it's kind of some uh, textbook. Northern <laughs> yeah, just, and on that, shipping. we'll finish that discussion. Right. So, <laughs> anything else on the Premiership we want to talk? About? Um, genuinely, how are Leicester still in this mess? Like, I know they've been so shit this season, but like, when you look at them, you just think you've got George Ford at fly off. We've got Manu Tuolagi. We've got so many good, like, you know, we've said that there's issues in the forwards and they're definitely. International are. front row. Yeah, international. Or, or not long ago, an international front row. And they haven't lost their powers that much. No. You know, that, there's. It's. For, with the greatest respect to Bristol, there's absolutely no fucking way that they should be winning at Welford Road. No. With the score, you know, with their best player. Injured, Charles Peter. Yeah, yeah, the million pound fucking man, and you know they're doing it with like academy guys. And Jordan Cray. Yeah, you look at that Bristol team, and you know you got Harry Thacker, who they fucking let walk, scoring the winning try. And <laughs> Jordan Crane. And Jordan Crane still, you know, still being alive somehow. <laughs> and <laughs> it's 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 so fucking weird, man. Like, how have they ended up in that absolute shit state? I genuinely don't like. I can't. I can't understand it. <laughs> no, and we've been through this before. I'm going to put listeners through it again. But yeah, it's very odd. So now we've talked about the permutations of the games in in the Premiership. Mm. 
we can't talk to you about the permutations of the games in the Pro 14 conferences because I'm still waiting for NASA to come back with the analysis that I asked them to do because my brain is incapable of understanding yeah. all of the... You, there's obviously there's no relegation, but the European qualification permutations... Yeah, we left that game yesterday going, oh, well, the Scarlet's lost, so then the, that means that Edinburgh are going to be in the playoff against the Ospreys, and then it was like, no, apparently it is the Scarlet's. And then it might be the Blues... If uh, if Leinster win, there's some permutations if win where the Champions Cup, yeah, and then all of the other finalists stay in the top six of their their league. Then their Blues league might end up in then the Pro 14. Might that get could be end. completely wrong. Yeah, there, there are there are myriad permutations, which mean basically if less if Leinster win it all, and the teams in the and certain teams stay in the top, like qualify for it through the league then the Pro 14 will get an extra slot in hmm. the Champions Cup next season. However, the Pro 14... If it's a bank holiday Monday... <laughs> <laughs> the Pro 14 has not revealed how they will choose to allocate the extra slot. Well, why have they not revealed it? Because they don't <laughs> they know. Don't know they, They'll be forced to see this happening. <laughs> so they've basically got a situation where it will either be the Scarlets or the Ospreys, whoever loses that playoff game for the final Champions Cup slot, or uh, well, not the final Champions Cup I slot. I hope you're making notes, listeners. Yeah, so it will, or it could be the team that has the most points in the table who haven't qualified for the Champions Cup, which could then be if the Scarlets beat the Ospreys, <laughs> then that would also be the Ospreys. But if the Ospreys beat the Scarlets, then that would be the blues. So that's yeah. So as well, you say, I'm still waiting for yeah. NASA to come back <laughs> Wales, to confirm Wales all of these might, calculations. Wales might get two teams in the Champions Cup next season, or we might get one. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, who cares now? Um, yeah. Before we get into Judgment Day, I think we need to take a moment to appreciate Treviso's achievement this season. Yeah, again in the fucking playoffs, man. And I know that they're kind of like a bit like Exeter, aren't they? Nobody's yeah, really nobody's talking, talking about them because it's like, oh, this will never last. I mean, people have talked about it, but it's actually... lasted. They're in the play. You know, they're the first Italian team to make the Pro 14 playoffs. They, you know, they've they've managed to be at the top of the, you know, in the playoff spaces in their conference. You know, ahead of you know much mm. more fancied and much more fucking trendy teams. And it's you know you've got to you've got to give it to them. They it's yeah. interesting, isn't it? Do you remember when they used to get an automatic slot in yeah. the Champions Cup? And I remember writing something when I was still bothering my ass to write things about what a total waste of everybody's time it is because it's it completely skews the group. Yeah, that the Italian team ended up in. Yeah, I don't believe for a second that any Italian team is enjoying flying all oh, over the shop yeah. to get fucking battered, which is what was happening. Yeah. Um, and, I suppose, and it's, you'll never know, I suppose, but there is something about is them being able to concentrate properly on developing a level without having to go to these horsing, mm. which can't have been much good of help. We don't know. It's all conjecture, I suppose. But it's funny that two years, two, three years after yeah, this yeah. decision, they've, they've they, managed to pull themselves. Yeah, haven't. But, no. but Treviso have managed to build themselves yeah. into something that's a functioning league side, which is what you want, isn't it? Yeah, and they've you know they finished third in their conference. They've they finished ahead of Edinburgh. They finished ahead of the Scarlets. It's you know, 
Edinburgh have really, really run out. I would talk about Treviso, but yeah, yeah I love that Edinburgh have so, mega run out of steam. Edinburgh yeah, really spluttered like, out of steam. Yeah. yeah, you know, Treviso, they've got a good squad there. They're, you know, they're almost certainly going to go away to Munster on the 4th of May and get fucking hosed. But, <laughs> you know, they, you know, this is a team that drew with Leinster a couple of weeks ago, you know, at, at the RDS. They are not, they're not just fucking there to make up the numbers. And that's, that's a yeah, weird, that's a weird, a weird situation because it's kind of like, how has this happened? But yeah, they're 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 doing it. Yeah, used to beat Connacht yesterday, didn't they? They had a long old season, Munster. I think they're going to win, aren't they? I'm just I'm just yeah. looking. At, I'm trying to clutch at straws as the way maybe they'll be a bit tired or something. But that's not going to be the case. Probably I'm being, not. I'm no. being silly. Yeah, realistically, I think you know you've got. Speaking of running out of steam, yeah, Edinburgh. It's a fucking pisser for Edinburgh as well. If Edinburgh could have got themselves. A losing bonus point. They, they, they were quite. A long let me have a look away. at points. They were only twenty-four points away from doing that as well. Yeah, <laughs> oh, twenty points away. Actually, no points difference was still a fuck them because they ended. They finished the league season minus five point difference. For Scarlets had forty, but they could have got two bonus points in that game by scoring some tries and then getting a losing bonus points. They would have been in the playoff. But uh, the Scarlets, by virtue of their losing bonus point against the Dragons. Uh, I think it's Squeak testament it to Cockrell's coaching mm. that they've done what they've done this year, and the players as well. But I think yeah. you look at the, you look at Edinburgh, and I think there's just there's, there's too much that's not good enough. Yeah, but at a halfback in particular, I don't think any team with, with such relatively weak halfbacks can expect to be consistently yeah. doing very well. It just and so it's actually testament that they have done. Yeah, so like I'm damning with faint praise here, but actually that's a, you know it's not surprising now when you look at it. They've run out. Well, you look at run out of steam, and then you look at you know the cocker's mindset. He you know he blatantly just fucking flogged those dudes. Like they were they were not up to standard, mm. and he flogged the living shit out of them at the start of the season to bring them to a standard where he was happy with things, and that's obviously kind of it's going to have a, a negative impact eventually because nobody can fucking do that stuff forever without getting tired, you know, especially when you've got a small squad and that's kind of how it feels like Edinburgh's season has kind of petered out a little bit. You know, they had the high of that Champions Cup quarter-final. And which they could have won, actually. they could have absolutely could have won. And Again, but they could have won like if, they the had, last, if they had better half-backs. Yeah, and then if they'd have had a little bit more in the depth in the squad and a little bit more in the second half. Mm. And yeah, that was kind of the moment where you thought, oh, oh they're running, they're really mm. running out of steam here. And then it's 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 not been a, a fun couple of weeks for them, but still loads to build on for next season. Let's be honest. No, absolutely. Yeah, if if I was Edinburgh fan, I'd be pretty happy actually. Mm. I've not seen any sign for next season. Actually, I don't know yet, but um, probably some Fijians. It's a good bet for Scottish rugby. Yeah. Um, we should probably talk about the Dragons because yeah, that was the first game of the day. Obviously, oh, when the good. couple next to us were still having a lovely time. Lovely time so it was, you know, things yeah, yeah. were. Basically, when the scarlet maybe it's because when the scarlets were three tries to the good and cruising, everything they was were great. scarlets fans, weren't they? they were, I, th- yeah. I think they weren't yeah. that enthusiastic, but that's no. when they made positive noises of those scarlets. Mm. Were doing and then stuff. when the wheels just there was stopped. a lovely scarlet fan just down the other aisle for you, you you loved, that didn't you? Fucking prick. <laughs> uh, one thing that I think I'll ever, you know, I've been to rugby a lot in my life, and the people that just shout, "Come on, team," that they like. <laughs> Just over and over again, in that sort of horrible, and they always have that same voice, that sort of like slightly braying, yes, 
got slightly too high. Uh, yeah, that voice. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. There was a there was a, a chap wearing a, a circa twenty fifteen. It was a, it was a shirt. Pro fourteen winners patch oh, shirt, okay. so it would have been last season's away shirt. Yeah, but uh, who basically just was losing it. He was he was quite unbearable in the sec- in the first half when the Scarlets were doing yeah. everything. And then he got incredibly angry in the second half when... And then things... he shouted against the Ospreys. And then he shouted, he, he, pa- he shouted with as much passion for the Blues as he'd shouted for the Scarlet. <laughs> for his own actual for, team. Yeah, uh, which, yeah. So Josh was loving him. Yeah, he, me and him would have become fast friends had he not been seated. So Josh was fuming about him. We were both dealing with the row. Yeah, there was a lot going on. And there was on. a woman sat behind us who, who was Ooh. like a fucking bandsaw yes. for two hours. She did not show up for two hours talking about everything that wasn't rugby. Yeah, and the only thing that rugby related to she, she did say was when Richard Hibbard was warming up uh, in front of us. She was like, who's that guy with the big hair? It's Gemma um, Collins. Yeah. Go back to her. <laughs> yeah, those sort of big, you know, the cheap when it's two for twenty-five quid, and I remember and when, I, you know, it, it, it attracts a lot of the casuals, and we were sort of surrounded by a lot of those. To people. be honest, to be honest they, they were that. it added to the color of the day to yeah, me. To I, be honest, I I find it all quite. I like listening to people. Actually, yeah. I might sound like I'm taking a bit, but I do. I like sitting in cafes and listening to people. Yeah. You know, it's it's uh, I, you know, particularly when you've got things like people having fucking massive arguments next to you. It's great. Something to do with April and something to do with a birthday. Really? That was all. Oh, I was desperate. I was, you know, you're like yeah. trying to listen without without <laughs> listening. I didn't want to like be cupping my hand towards them. I thought that might be too obvious. So. I honestly like. I just wanted to sort of turn to her and be like, "You're right, love. Like, is this gonna like?" So dragons. Yeah. yeah. We uh, we met Jamie Phillips before yes. the game. Who was in, who was. Pessimistic enough to make even me feel like yeah. he was being pessimistic. And he said, I, I know we... we're going to lose. I just hope we have a decent game. I yeah. think was kind of what he said. Yeah, and I think you know everybody. Like we were sat, we were all sat around the table in Bielsi was before that game. No, nobody fucking said, "Oh no, I think the Dragons could do this." No. We were all just like, "This is going to be a, a absolute battering," to be honest. <laughs> and and I, the first half, and the first well, half, it wasn't really a battering, but it felt like the Scarlets were just kind of shifting through the gears. I think I remarked at one point because the first ten minutes, Dragons were good, were really strong up front, caused some problems, got yep. a penalty, kicked it, I think, from memory. And I and remember six nil up, yeah. And then I remember saying, it, and then what became clear ten minutes after that, and I said to you at the time, I said, Dragons look great until they don't have the, the ball. ball, yeah, yeah, and then when, it all goes yeah. really badly wrong, yeah, because the tries that. Scarlet's just got. I mean, they were like just, and they were like they were incredible. They like were a, incredibly a three-quarter easy. pace jog to like break through a defensive line. Yeah. It's like I wasn't impressed with the Ospreys' defense yesterday, but the Blues had to score some pretty bloody decent tries to get through that defensive line and the cover yes. tackles. But with the drag, particularly Johnny McNichol's first try, it was just like literally somebody takes the ball up. They get five yards over the game line, and then you just literally pass it through the backs until you get to and the they corner. Walk over. And then he just goes bang and puts it down in the corner. It was really and I was like, easy. And, that's, and we were saying that, so that's just disgraceful, actually, yeah. because you, you, you know you can't. It's like, who is this defense coach here? You know, you know, you you cannot. Anybody can give effort. Yeah. The shittiest rugby player in the world can give you some effort. You know, it's it was kind of... it was a really interesting angle, like because we were sitting behind the posts. Yes, we uh, were. Yeah, and that always provides an interest when you're watching teams defend and attack. It's a very good angle, like particularly from that middle tier, because you get that yeah. sort of from behind and mm. down view. You can really see how bad the defensive alignment is. <laughs> 
on the attacking alignment, actually, the when Dragons were well, attacking yeah. the line in the first 15 minutes, everybody was in the shadow of the post, yes. apart from, I think, yeah. a winger. Yeah. Who was kind yeah. Of well, out. yeah, Hallam Amos was basically hanging out on the fucking <laughs> right-hand touch lines, like, hello. So even if somebody had said, we need to call it out, there were no yeah. players to actually pass to it. It was really, so, yeah, so, but again, I think symptomatic of the malaise, and you're not going to mm. fix it at this stage of the no. season, I don't think no. so. Um and then, and what what is it we said? And then it was seventeen six at yeah, half time, yeah. and we were like, "Scarlett scored three tries." It was just like, and it was this like, is... "This is going to be fucking rubbish." I said, yeah. "This has just become what we expected yeah. it to become." I think well, I said to him, "I've paid twenty five quid for this fucking ticket for two games, yeah. and this is about a quid of it <laughs> yeah. so far." It was terrible. Yeah. And then the second half happened, and yeah, I don't know what they said at half time. I don't know what uh, Kerry Jones the. Yeah. temporary boss who was interviewed last week he kind of done his chances of a job any harm no I mean the... turning that like whatever he said at half time they were you know they were bang up for it like straight you know obviously Ross Moriarty had that try disallowed from just you know created purely by his own fucking shithousery as well you know <laughs> yeah. and then you know he, he was very unlucky not to get it down but from that moment you know we kind of thought, oh god, that might have been the moment that they had the, the chance, but they yeah. didn't. Like the heads did not drop. No. They were just like, yeah, we can get them, and they carried on getting them. And even when the Scarlets scored tries, they kept going at yeah. them. And the and bench, um, the bench made a difference to Dragons. Actually, did, actually, yeah. You know, friend of the pod, Jason Tovey came on. Had, he know, did not been fresh from not being in the gym. Fresh from not being in the gym and not doing any training, <laughs> and he, you know, he definitely improved the. Their shape, their, their shape, urgency with their the ball, actually. Massively, yeah. 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 To be honest, Tavis Noyle improved them when he came on as well. So which we, is we not a... what we say. Remember they announced Tavis <laughs> Noyle as a, as a big sign? Yeah, one of them. Then I saw he signed a new deal. It's like he was literally working in a gym when you signed him off the street to fill your number nine jersey. Last Somebody we were talking to yesterday said they know Sonny works for an agency, but players you send lots of players to Dragons or, or chant, you know, and, mm. and just don't literally don't get a response. <laughs> You know, and they do need some players. Down there, some don't players they? Down there. It's it's yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? I know. And, uh, yeah, so it's uh, and Richard Hibbard when he came on, of course, he, he just came on again, looking like Gemma Collins. Yeah, and it, it, but again, instrumental in that final try. Yeah, where they his you know their lineout was throwing and their lineout in general had been fucking appalling in that game, and Hibbard came on and instantly they had what they've got three penalties. Yeah. And all of them bang, straight bang, to the middle bang, jumper, straight bang. to the middle jumper, hit him perfectly, and it's like. And he took that drive up right over the left hand yeah, touchline, yeah. led to the try. Oh, and he got I, 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 we got so excited. Oh, I he's when, run this when, all the way when, in. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like Richard Hibbard on probably his, to say probably his final professional appearance, fucking scoring one in the corner would have been glorious. It but, would, but no, but then it led to a, a couple of recycle phases and uh, the winning and try. The winning try, which well, took, the, 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 the try to draw it level. Yes, which and, took fucking. Unbelievably large amount. Every of single decision took fucking forever, forever yesterday in every game. It was Nigel and the fucking child drawing of <laughs> Nigel Ben Whitehouse in the first game. Um, and honest to God, I mean, I wish I had refling because you can't hear what they're saying, can you? No. You sat in the thing, and it's. I don't know what to say about it. But anymore. It's, the it problem is just make a fucking decision. And the problem is when you're there and it's like you're, you know, sat in the stands and you can go, well, that's a fucking try, isn't it? <laughs> and like before the replay happens, you're like, "What have you fucking? Why are you?" Because that final so dragon's try, they looked at whether it was a knock on in, in, the, in the first, first hit up, yeah. didn't they? I think. Yeah, and it was very, very clear that it was not a knock on after about two seconds of a replay. But it had to have twenty replays from three, three different, different angles. angles. Yeah, and then after about five minutes of looking at that, they then moved to the other one, 
which again, you can obviously inst- instantly see that he grounded it and he had the ball on the line. And Ben White has stood directly in front of it, it when it was yeah. grounded. Which he is gave why it straight yeah. away. It's like, why are you looking at that now? You've already given the grounding. You had no problem with that. If you're going to go back, which is all right, oh, that pisses me off as well. But if you're yeah. going to do that, yeah. at least go back. Yeah. But what that then don't just say, oh, we'll just check the grounding while I'm here. It's like, no, you've given the grounding. Yeah. It was like that Ospreys break in the second game where, you know, they went back oh. about 7,000 fucking... That completely baffled they me. Went I don't know ba- what I... They went back beyond, you know, the, the penalty... It wasn't a try. They weren't no, it wasn't a try. try. It was it... a penalty decision and then the TMO decided to get in there and go, oh, there was a bit of crossing or whatever. Like Literally, literally 70 metres the other side of the field yeah. and backwards, yeah. It was just like, what's, what have we gained in there, you know? It was yeah, it's just infuriating. Yeah. But... And then, and then of course they had to kick the penalty yeah. last minute to win. Yeah. Well, to go ahead, which Jason Tovey has got form for because he yeah. did it once before yeah. this season. They did it again, started it in, and of course we must we must mention the lights, <laughs> the new Honestly, digital innovation. When those, when those I, I people have for those who don't know who weren't yeah. seeing this, I haven't heard the news. They've got a new. Incredible piece of technology. <laughs> it's remarkable stuff. Where the, there's when there's lights on the posts which light up green if the ball goes through on a kick or red if it doesn't, and yeah, it's all based is, on which is great if you're colourblind. Super, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is all based on super technology sensors and things. But it's I think not, what's quite clear it's is that it's, it's absolutely, absolutely not, not anything lit- to do with sensors. It's literally a man with a button. And there's yeah. a red button and a green button, and yeah. he waits to see what the the problem is. That they've gone to home bargains and, and bought, bought some Christmas light <laughs> LED, LEDs. Yeah, they bought those LED ropes. The problem with, with them was, and I said this to you at the time, is like, why do they only go halfway up the? How much extra would it have cost for another ten <laughs> feet on either side of LED to take it right to, to, it to, right top. to the top of the posts? And, you know, I'm sure the getting a cherry picker in to go all the way to the top of the post must have been expensive they should have had it going all the way up to the top of the post and when they get to the top a little flag with a yes. W on it or something should come out <laughs> little really shit indoor fireworks <laughs> yes <stuff. laughs> yeah they should do why that aren't for, we in these meetings I don't Josh? know for like, like, they should reserve those fireworks for like they were like game winning kicks yeah. so when Sam Davis was lining that penalty up or when Tubby was lining up the conversion up you know, they should only. It's like you you have the red light and the green light, and then you also have the fireworks. So <laughs> the ultimate green the and ultimate fireworks, packing. and it goes the green. They flash yeah. and fireworks yeah. go yeah. on. Tell yeah. me that wouldn't improve it. What was funny was that obviously we talked about that this was happening before the game, and then the first half of the Dragons game they, they weren't working. Work. <laughs> And then they they came on in the second half and we were like, oh, oh fuck, the lights. they're working, yeah. And like a couple of fucking idiots, we were like, ooh, isn't that exciting, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so anyway, Toby kicks that and then, and then what did the Dragons have to do? Re- reclaim the restart and they couldn't do that They couldn't either. do that. I was like, oh, for God's sake, this is only going to go one. But fair play to them. They, they, they really did dog it out, didn't they? They dogged it out at the end when, when it looked to all the world like they were going to fuck it up. They didn't. And... Yes. Fair play to them. Fair play. Yeah. And, then, and then, to be honest, I know the Ospreys game was afterwards, and there was a lot of riding on that, but it's seen a bit of damp squib afterwards, isn't it? To be honest, it? it was a pretty fucking bad game, let's be honest. It was Lovely try by Anscom in the first half. Beautiful try by Anscom. Not just the actual finish no. by Anscom, the, the whole... All the build-up, the, the angle, the angles that yeah. he was running, the step in, it was, yeah, it was beautiful stuff. It really was. Um, when you see Anscombe up close, we said, didn't we? I haven't seen him up close that much. Such a good player. He's such a lovely player. He always has, even in like very tight situations, he always seems to have time. He can make decisions with a ball and stuff. Really and nice he, and, and the lines that you don't notice him run because he doesn't necessarily get the ball, but he's always running really mm. threatening lines off off you know, off eight. And it's, mm. 
he's it's very clear why Gatland likes him as much as he does because he is a player that yeah has a a, a rare level of rugby intelligence I think. And you do it is that thing I don't go to as many rugby games as I as I should for numerous reasons. But I say it to anybody really if you can get to a game go you know go I imagine a lot of people listen to this do get to a game because you see you you can you understand the game so much even if it doesn't have to be a professional game yeah. you understand the game so much more when you see the whole pitch yeah. that point you're making yeah. you don't see on telly the runs that people make off the ball yeah. and the kind of and, the, and you can choose what to focus on you don't you're not yeah. on some fucking TV director zooming needlessly close into a fucking ruck the worst thing about the bad <laughs> thing about it is is that um when he, when you watch it live they have the TV feed on the big yes. screen don't they and you have to, and I, I don't like that because you actually have to drag your eyes right, away well, from yeah, it because, sometimes. Because you, because that TV, you know, you can see what's going on at a breakdown or something. You go, sort of end up watching it. And also, it's like, no, don't do also that. Also, scientifically, humans are attracted to high power sources. Mm, That's mm. why you always end up gawping at a telly in a pub. Right. With the more power source, why you shouldn't have power. Give me tips here, folks. Yeah. That's why you shouldn't have your PowerPoint on when you're doing presentations because people just go up at that and not Probably, listen to what yes. you're saying. Yeah, yeah. See, or have a black screen because it's less power. See, See? Yeah. tell you what, learning. <laughs> uh, yeah, speaking of power sources or lack thereof, um, there were a lot of players. One of the big problems with that Ospreys Blues game, particularly from the Ospreys side, is it felt like there were a lot of players in that Ospreys 15 who were thinking a lot more about the Welsh squad that was announced on Tuesday. Oh. Than, than, than uh, winning this game for their team, yeah. uh, namely George North, who oh my God. was unbelievably shit. He did nothing. Yeah, he looked like a man who just thought. Which, to be honest, with you, he's looked. Aside from the first five or six games where he played incredibly well for the Ospreys because he was proving a point, and he wanted to make sure that he got back in the Wales team. Now that he's back in the Wales team, he looks like he doesn't give a fuck about playing for the Ospreys. He's literally just, as far as he's concerned, he's just sitting there. Bringing in a paycheck and waiting for his next Wales Wales call up, and you know I don't want to disrespect the guy, but like fucking hell, like if that's the level of effort that he's bringing to the Ospreys, then what's the fucking point? I mean, there's a there's an issue with it as a winger. You've got to he doesn't. There's only so much work. work. You can you can go look for work, but you're still reliant on a lot of people giving yeah. you the ball. But even when he did get work, it wasn't he, he wasn't running his weight, shall no. we say? No, and uh, you know there was a. <laughs> I used the words business decision a lot yesterday. Um, yes. Because, <laughs> jokingly, I used it when Anscombe missed that penalty at the end. Um, there was definitely a couple of like pretty crap missed tackles. Yeah, because yeah. Tipperick missed a really, really the one that he a very non-Tipperick yeah. miss. Yeah, and it was just like he was thinking, "Yeah, well, Scott, I'd, like, like, I'd like to be yeah, in. A, I'd like to be in a that. World Cup. I'm not going to risk fucking putting my shoulder <laughs> out. I am not going to risk a World Cup <laughs> because I want to tackle Josh Turnbull. I'm no, not doing um, it. And that was the thing when I went. Lane went off quite early on, and you know, obviously, if he misses out on the World Cup and the World Squad because of that, it'd be very, very sad for him. And you always want to think when a game like that, when you get an injury like that, it's like the players who have got something to play for for the rest of the summer <laughs> and into the autumn are just thinking, is yes, and you know, they all, you know, players like Tipperich, they. They remember exactly what happened to fucking Reese Webb and Lee Halfpenny before the last World Cup. 
No, it's half penny back play, actually. Yes, I've mentioned that, have we? I often, not quite as it was, but yeah. I often forget that Lee Halfpenny plays for Scotland. He said that, didn't he? Oh, yeah, there's a, what a good kick that was. Who kicked yeah, that? Oh, it was Lee Halfpenny. Yeah. <laughs> because he was out for so long and also just because he, you know, he's so, you know, he doesn't show up, you know, he's, for all of the talk of the Scarlets making him into more of an attacking threat, he still doesn't show up no. in attack in any really kind of meaningful way. He leaves it to everybody. He just does the, the basic stuff, you know, perfectly well. But, yeah, it was, you know... There's look, already people on Twitter saying that Gareth Hanscom missed that kick on purpose, doesn't so. it? It's he, unbelievable. Like, if, he, if he missed the kick on purpose, why did he... We did look at each why other did he score? Oh, <laughs> we did do the ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess because as soon as he missed it, the first thing is like, well, this is going to be the talk of social media. People are going to kick the fuck off about this. And understandably so. But, you know, if you think that he is making the, a business decision about that, then why does he fucking score a brilliant try after five minutes? Why does he kick all of their points other than and that? And why does he play the way he's just playing? <laughs> why does he play the way? 15 yeah. and 10 when he was asked yeah. to move in there. Yeah. <laughs> why did he just, you know, why did he basically be the primary reason? Him and Jared Evans, to be fair, was very, very good. He was, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, were the primary reason that the Blues looked so fucking dangerous with ball in hand all the time. You know, the... The Ospreys, but to be honest, the Ospreys were fucking shit. Like I don't know, how, I still don't know how we won that. It game. just wasn't. It wasn't a very. Apart from a few <laughs> flashes, it was a very poor quality yeah. game. All it in was just, like it, it had the sort of to be cliche. It had the thing of like a game where too much was riding on it for yeah. And but and sometimes you get that thing where too much was riding on a game and. It becomes very tight, and, and everyone's very... T- and everyone's a bit fed up now. Aren't I yeah. know that you know everyone says it must be wonderful playing rugby for a living. I reckon everyone's just like, can we just get to the it's fucking the end, end of this? Yeah, now? so there were quite a few people. It's a mixture of players who just want to fucking be on the beach now. Yes, and a sort of a game that means a lot, but instead of them, instead of it becoming one of those really tight nip tuck encounters, it just everybody sort of shat themselves a bit. Yeah, and yeah, like nobody, dull, nobody yeah. like everybody got really sloppy because it was just being a bit kind of. What we actually, if anybody was in the game yesterday, one thing we noticed because we got into the stadium just as the Dragons game was starting. That's when we got into our seats, and then in the gap in between the games, before the Ospreys Cardiff Blues game, mm. there was flags out, pyrotechnics Pyro. going off, <clears throat> music, people going mental. Yeah, and so we didn't. We if that was happening before the Dragons game, we wouldn't have seen it. But you made the point. We didn't see any of the steam or the yeah, there cloud of steam. There wasn't any smoke, smoke left. Yeah, there sorry. wasn't there like. It looked like I'm sure we got there just like as the teams were out, they were coming out. Like I'm so. Is so it, what is we're asking true? is, did, did the, the pro fourteen? Yeah, did the pro fourteen? Did the WIU go? We'll save the pyro for blues and dra- for yeah, the blues not, Oscars game. The dragons aren't getting dragons fucking game. fireworks unless you know, as the home team, maybe they have to pay for it. And the Blues went, yeah, we'll pay for it. And the Dragons went, yeah, we've got better things to spend our money on. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> that was funny as well. Because when you enter the toilet, they've got posters up about. Season tickets oh for each God, of the teams. That was so tragic. And the, the sales them. pitch for each of the teams was absolutely hilarious because yeah. Cardiff Blues was this like strength through unity, strength through unity. Weird. Come and join yeah. our club, yeah. you know. And yeah. Scarlets was you know something else. And the Dragons basically just said, literally, it said, "We're not putting yeah, our prices yeah. up next yeah. year." Yeah. Uh. <laughs> what do you say? We say the temperatures might be rising, but our prices aren't. Yeah. Come and join us. It was, oh, it was lit- it's literally oh, that. I've been moved so deeply <laughs> yeah. by that I'm call to arms. That- After watching this incredible Dragons win, I'm powerfully, you know. You get the- all that, and it's and, still, and cheap. still <laughs> cheaper than the others. Can- oh, And the WRU is running this. Don't forget. The WRU are in charge of the Dragons. 
I honestly would have expected a lot better. <laughs> just, but it's it's what a meeting that was. The How can we aspire people? Just yeah, tell them not put the prices. Tell them not putting the prices up and use a weird Game of Thrones pastiche. Yeah, they did have yeah, like a spring. Game. Spring is coming. Spring. But what the yes. fuck? Yeah, awful. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, and then the big contentious thing, as well as the answer, which wasn't contentious at all, he just obviously didn't catch it right. Yeah. Only just missed. Although, you know, mind you, he's so good. As, as I said, he could have been like Tom Cruise in The Colour of Money when he deliberately been, misses that been, shot in the, the last pool game. Um, the Was the, should it have been a penalty try? Yeah. I mean, obviously, I, I, I'm biased, but I don't think it, I think it was cover there. I think I don't think any referee in the world would ever give that as a penalty try. No, there was too much cover there. It was there. deliberate knock-on by... Yeah. Uh, Dan Evans, Evans. Um, and he was arguably he was the last tackler but then when you looked either to the right or to the left of whoever would have got the ball I can't remember yeah. who it was George North was although I do I often, I've often said about the rule of yeah but look who's doing the tackling you yeah. should give a penalty try and actually the way George North is playing <laughs> so he's gone, the way you're playing so yeah. you're never catching yeah. this fucker so actually yeah penalty try and also the 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 pass for the the try. It was probably, was probably forward. forward. The one he actually knocked on was yeah, probably yeah. forward. Yeah. yeah, so I don't think it was. I can see why people could say, well, "I'm going to get a run to the line," but yeah. I don't. Like any ref, there's no yeah. referees going to. When you've got defenders within ten meters of you, eight yeah. meters of you, there's no way they're going to give that. And and yeah, I assume, you know they still got the yellow card. They, they the Blues played for against fourteen men for twenty minutes in that game. Yeah, because um, Corey Allen went off, 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 off as well. Yeah, he went off because of his hair. Yeah, the rest of them. Sorry, I'm <laughs> sorry. Honestly. Corey Allen's hair. Live in the now, mate. Live in the now. Like, it's weird because you look at for, like, I, I looked on Instagram this morning because I was just like, so obsessed he, with it. Does, does yeah. he always look like this? And, like, it's telling that the photos he puts of himself on Instagram, it, it doesn't look quite that bad. But certainly from where we were sitting, oh, that egg in the nest is, is, is an ostrich egg in the nest. Let's be honest. It's bad. Yes. And the sweatier he gets, the more his sort of. I don't understand how they don't understand that. <laughs> <laughs> that all this product you've put on to kind of like candy floss it over the top. Yeah, which is obviously what you do. You see photos of him off, you know, off yeah. the field, and it's like, yeah, you're you're doing a great deal of there's a, there's a lot of engineering going on there. Yeah, but like, how do you fucking? You know, like when pro- you put candy floss in your mouth and it shrinks to nothing, that's what's <laughs> going to happen to your hair the second one sort of bead of sweat touches it's like, it. It's like, look, look at that photo. It's like You can't see this, but yeah, that's yeah. so whipped, that yeah, hair. It's hilarious. Up, like, you can see where, you can see this four, you can see the crown of his hair almost at the back there. Oh, but so bad. It's like, I get it. Like, I, 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 and it's like you know, people can see this, right? You're on yeah. telly. You know, it's not. Yeah. It's not like this is the but behind think, the scenes. It's not have... like Dolly Parton before she puts a wig on. You know, it is like people can and comes yeah. on stage. It's like you're a professional athlete. You're playing rugby. Your hair's going to get messed up, mate. <laughs> but, Alan Wynn does the same, though, doesn't he? Yeah, but Alan, we we were talking about this in the pub after the game last night. It's like Alan Wynn because he's sort of receding. It's just kind of like he's got the same haircut as he's always had. It's just getting further and further back on his head, and so it's kind <laughs> of true. just there. Whereas, because Corey Allen's egg in the nest in it, it's spreading it's, from it's the like, back. Yeah, he's he's in he's very in danger like of having a hair. Like an involuntary CAD file. Yeah. He's, yeah. In, <laughs> he's in danger of getting a hair island very soon. And... Oh, he is very much in the Steve McLaren <laughs> hair island. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but a good actually, you know what? A lot of people I've seen some people on Twitter saying, you know, I'm never going there again for Judgment Day, and you know, I think true fandom kind of creeps in, doesn't it? But uh, yeah, the people are very snippy about, you know, it's weird that rugby people want. Rugby I think it's nice to have a rugby event. Yeah, and people get very like the inverted commas fans 
talk about wanting to make rugby more popular, but then when people who aren't that rugby-ish familiar mm. come into it, they get really fucking snippy about it and go, oh, they're doing this drinking, all they're, all they're doing is fucking talking. It's like, well, who cares? But if they paid 50,000... Sorry, they got 50... If they played those games at Rodney Parade and the Arms Park, you wouldn't get... Well, an they'd, have 12, they'd have 12,000 You wouldn't people get an a total of 50,000 yeah, people, would yeah. you? And, and the economy... Of South Wales benefits, probably people yeah. spending some money yeah, and all that kind of, of stuff. You know, the pubs were very busy last they night were. after the game. Yeah. You know, and so before it, stop fucking moaning. Yeah. I know it's fucking. We've got some brass neck to say that. <laughs> but stop fucking moaning. Well, it's just like yeah, you know, there were dickheads all around us who clearly didn't have a clue about fucking rugby. Like those two full kit wanker people watch. who weren't. Oh, what was? Sorry, listen. To... <laughs> there was a couple who'd come in full kit, her in Cardiff, him and in, in and a very old in an dragon's... old dragon sock. But they hadn't bothered to actually come in full kit. They've come in shorts that they were, were just basically rando random. gym shorts. Yeah, like, like he was. They were both wearing. She blue. had whale socks on. They both had whale socks. They on. both. They both were wearing whale socks, blue gym shorts, and she was wearing a blue shirt, and he was wearing a dragon's shirt. I don't know. It's funny. It was fucking cold yesterday it when you sat there yesterday. for an hour. I yeah. mean, I've, I've some respect for him on that level, yeah. but it was such a terrible idea. Yeah, weird, really weird. But yeah, they were that sort of. There were those sort of annoying people everywhere. Yeah. But. If you let it ruin your like, I think people. If just... you want rugby to just be for you and your twelve men, <laughs> yes, that's fine. There's, but yeah. don't expect it to last much well, yeah, longer. Exactly. Look forward to rugby not existing in a couple of years. Yeah. But for the time being, it's like just. Okay. There were loads of kids there as well, actually. Yeah. Who come with a yeah, brought yeah. the fine. Maybe wouldn't have gone to a yeah. game. Normally I definitely and stuff. said cunt and fucking front. Oh, yeah. loads yeah, of yeah. them. But loads I mean, frankly, them. if they're going to go to sport, then that's, they're going to have to learn. If they're going to go to sport, sit there to Josh Gardner. They're going to have to learn. Know they're going happen. They're going to have know. to learn these words very quickly. You know, if, if they're from the valleys, they're all and they're <laughs> six or seven. They already know the words. I don't understand. Is that uh, odd? Like, shall we? Shall we do shit? God, have you got anything we else? We probably should. Yeah. Um, first shit hmm. uh, is going to be that fucking Osprey Scarlets game in a couple of weeks' time. A, the fact that it's fucking ages away. It's on like the 13th of May. Which I'm assuming is because... When are the finals? Are they the 11th? Because I'm oh, assuming, Is it because they have to be after the finals? They know what the outcome is? Maybe. No, the final's not till May 25th. Jesus. So basically, so it's, in be- it's in between. So they've got the... Next Saturday, they've got the... Uh, um, the quarterfinals. Hmm. Then they've got the semifinals on the 18th. So, like, it's on the weekend. So it's after all that's done. It's, it's in between. No. It's in between the semi, the quarterfinal, and the semi-final. For, why they can't just well, play it on the fucking? I'm same... waiting for NASA to come and tell me what's going on. I can't talk about. <laughs> why this they anymore. can't just play it on the same weekend as the quarterfinals? I don't know. <laughs> starters, because both teams are now going to get two weeks of just twiddling their thumbs, and then they're going to go into this game quite cold. Instead of George you know, North will be pumped for it though. Well, yeah. That's the main thing. Um, um, but yeah, you know, it's the, neither team I think are particularly very good. The Scarlets are bad this year, and the Ospreys, despite everything. And despite you know this all, they've won in spite of the fact that they're really not very good. And it was very obvious on Saturday on sun, on Saturday afternoon how badly they need Gareth Hanscom to inject a bit of fucking decency into that back line because just got absolutely no ideas. Well, it's time for Jared Evans to step up and step up in it. Big stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, who else is shit? Is the fact that Wasps are somehow still in with a shout of the playoffs? Just well, anybody yeah. who's above. Leicester is yes. the chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think. And it's like <laughs> some of those teams are fucking really average. They've oh, got. Yeah. Well, you got. Well, you are. I think we said a couple of weeks ago. You are going to have a situation where teams that have lost half of their games are playing in the big cup. Yeah, big star. And it's the European Champions Cup. cup yeah, There's for people no... <laughs> who've lost half of their <laughs> yeah. games. Yeah. Well, you know, the Ospreys have. Uh, you know, uh, 
are in with a shout. The Scarlets have lost more games than they've won this season, and they they might win be in the Champions <laughs> Cup next season. The Ospreys have won twelve, lost nine, so they're not far off five hundred. Yeah. But you know, yeah, the Scarlets have actually lost more games than they've won this season, and I feel for the Blues to be honest because they've won. You know, they're in. They were probably the best team in Wales until about three weeks. And they got shafted by that team. They got shafted like... by that TMO decision, and now they and now they've been double shafted. So. Yeah. Well. Um, but yes, so that was my shit. I think we kind of covered most of my shits in talking about Corey Allen's yeah. and George North. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, thank you for everybody who's. I very quickly posted. Oh, we're doing a pod today before uh, on Twitter, yeah. and, uh, and so thanks for everybody who submitted it. Um, Mary Mary Thompson Ross says, quite simply, shit is Edinburgh. Yeah. Also, I shit, she said, it. is a seven thirty-five kickoffs on Saturdays, which means I'm too drunk to fully remember the match. <laughs> Being an Edinburgh fan, it's probably that, a good yeah, idea. Probably yeah. not a bad thing. Also, we got the shit. Graham Love gets in touch. Hello, Graham. He says that shit is the the groundbreaking new goal line technology. Yes. <laughs> when really you realise it's nothing more than it's being manually operated via remote after the people have seen the touch judges flags either go up or not. Yeah, the, the, the weird delay with it was awful because I was just like, I'm not, I'm not celebrating anything until yeah. I see ooh, them green ooh, lights. Oh yes. But, yeah. <laughs> it was a good second or two. It's too yeah. Chris says that shit is the WRU attend trying to stop Big Nick signing. How come the Scarlets are allowed to sign Louise? And uh, also, he said just shit is the WIU. Uh, interesting, the uh, shit from uh, Kyle Walsh says Leinster. They haven't won in the Pro 14 since March the 1st. Can you believe that? Which team was that, sorry? Leinster. Wow. Yeah. No, you can't believe that, can you? No. They won't care. Well, they must think. They, you know, it's a joke they... league, Joy. <laughs> it's like they're, you know, they're, they're, they've, got, they've, they've finished the season on 76 points. You know, which is in their, you know, their conference is the worst one, by the way. You know, mm. uh, Treviso got into the playoffs on 57 points, which uh, is less points than the Ospreys got in fourth in uh, conference A. Mm. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's, but Leinster just dominated that conference this year. And yeah, okay, they've, they've lost some games on the way, but in the last couple of weeks, but why do they fucking care? <laughs> genuinely why do they care I don't think they do uh, what's got Matt Stokes says shit is Mark Bennett Stuart McAnally and Henry Pergos all going down with injuries on Glasgow's oh, plastic just, pitch oh, that's just fucking Scotland into a T isn't it yeah I thought he said he said good though is that Glasgow are one game away from a final at Celtic Park in Glasgow yeah it's a really like you forget that they've got like a, a run to an, an all home run to the final now and if they do get to the final in Celtic Park that's going to be a fucking day out for a lot of Glasgow fans isn't it? how many actual Glasgow people will be interesting to see if they can pull in the, yeah, the Glasgow yeah. people who are not uh, normally uh... well they're pulling in at least one player from Norway so yes they are Norway, yes. Say, he's a Glasgow fan, fan. Um, good luck with that Trish indeed uh, Dial Armour getting in touch he says shit is the couple providing running commentary on both games <laughs> right in my fucking ear it wasn't me and Josh was it <laughs> He says, uh, ooh, you won't like that score if you're a Scarlet. Ooh, the fans won't like that result. Bad day for a Scarlet. They've lost that game. He said, but good was me resisting chinning both of them. Yeah, he did say to me that uh, they, the same woman said, oh, you'll be on the naughty step for that seven times. Oh, my God. Which, <laughs> oh, which God. just... Oh. <laughs> I take everything back that I said about not judging people who don't normally come to rugby. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was uh, that's pretty dreadful to be honest. 
What else have we got? I'm scrolling through Twitter to look at these because I'm not obviously as prepped as I would normally be, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, uh, Keza Peza says shit is the fact that the Blues' best forward is 53-year-old Nick Williams. Uh, I don't think that's shit, to be honest. I think that's brilliant. <laughs> he is, eh, said he? Yeah. I've never realised how incredibly not need he is. He looks yes. like his legs yeah, are going to fold when inwards you see him from themselves. behind like we do. It's like, Jesus, that's, you know, don't run too quickly to, in any kind of lateral direction or something horrendous might happen. Colin McBride said shit is George Clancy's continuing nonsense of a refereeing career. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't look like Laurel and Hardy with Stan Laurel for no reason, you no, know. No, indeed. Uh, Paul Johns says, uh, shit was the Sunwolves' defence, which uh, was 62% tackle completion against the Highlanders on the way to losing 52-0 at 52 home. 52-0. <laughs> and they've actually had some si- decent performances recently as well, they? They made 69 of 111 tackles, so they missed 42 tackles. Unbelievable. Dave McGee said, shit is Joe Takori's body. It must be exhausting carrying all of that mass around. <laughs> France, mate, they're not bothered. Yeah. Have we got any more shit? Uh, well, I mean, we've got some. I mean, a lot of people are just saying Sale versus Bath. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, Alexander Thompson says that shit was the fact I had to give up watching Zebra versus Benetton on free sports because the coverage was so bad I couldn't I've... read the jersey numbers. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's awful, isn't it? Honestly. I've. Um... I found Bath Bites' tweet from yes. the game after after the game on Friday. Mm. It was, that was a shambolic shit show. It would have been less painful if I'd wrapped Barbara around my tally and used it to bungee jump off <laughs> Churchill Bridge, <laughs> flogging the boys with brambles all the way down. <laughs> We've all been there, mate. Oh, yeah. We've all been oh, there. Yeah. Diego De La Fuego said shit. He was at the game and he said shit. The amount of people in our section only stayed arrived for the one game. There were definitely more people in for Cardiff Ospreys than, mm. than the game before, as when we talked before about that. It's like you've paid money for it. Like, yeah. Like, you might as well enjoy it. Uh, are we on to good now? <coughs> I think we might be. Have we got any more shit here? Uh, Shit, Adam Reese says Nigel Owens. Uh, nice to see you yesterday, Adam, as well. We didn't mention that. But, uh, what was that, sorry? Adam Reese said uh, shit was Nigel Owens. Uh, yeah. Well, we met him. Yeah. We, I didn't we, mention Adam, we, did we I? Did, we met, Adam, who'd spent uh, Friday night sleeping in what basically looked like a sort of outdoor Sunday night. It was like a, he'd slept under a tarpaulin with some twigs. Judging by the on a stag dude, yeah, yeah, and he was which, he had an uh, hour sleeping. Which, yeah, in in, a, in the middle of a storm, and then he'd basically given up on that and decided to come to the game instead. Which fair play to him. Uh, I probably would as well. Um, right, okay. So let's shall we do shall we do good? Let's do good. I've got to go we, back we, to the bottom of the list now because I see I normally sort all these. Should we just do Joe Marler? Yes, the Joe <laughs> Marler. Let's get that. Was Loads of people have sent us this just one. Really good, which is it? Joe Marler. I normally have a board to put this through, but I hope you can hear this. I'm sure you've all probably watched it already, but uh, I'll turn this all the way up and see if we can hear this. but 27 phases of rugby perfection. Use it, please. Let's play that again yeah. in case you missed it. Oops, sorry. But 27 phases of rugby perfection. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. It's amazing. It's the best. It's, and it's because Exeter are doing one of those fucking. It's tedious, the human caterpillar, human caterpillar yeah, for a box kick. Yeah. Box kick they have things. four of them in yeah. there. And it's like, that's what we're all thinking when they're forming that. And he's just giving I do love that he's basically. <laughs> he's the bloke who's had a few sides. Yes. Screaming yes. from the bottom tier. <laughs> what are you fucking doing? Fucking bother me, Oreo. <laughs> 
Um, he's gone up in my estimation. Yeah, all the time, to be honest, well. he's, he's not that he gives a shit about my estimation. You no, but, but I think what he's you know done in terms of making himself a lot more likable, and you know, he's he's a good redemption story. He had a bad moment. He yes. made up for it. And, and we did and, say at the time, yeah. and I, I want to say this, because some people say sometimes that we are judgmental. I we I very close to the time, I don't believe he's a racist person. No. I think what he, he said this thing, and it was still wrong, but I yeah. don't believe he's, he's yeah. right, you know, he just needs to accept it. And, and it wasn't that he, it. yeah, and it wasn't that he was, you know, irredeemable from it. And he's demonstrated that by, you know, massively improving his, you know, himself in his uh, estimations. So, yeah. Uh, good, I thought was uh, Nicky Smith was really, really like in a in a very moribund yes. performance. He was everywhere. Uh, it was really great over the ball, and oh, they've just got to fucking sign him up. Like if the Ospreys lose him, that's almost as big a loss as losing Alan Wynn, To be honest, like uh, and Aaron Wainwright, I thought was very good as well. Like in his sort of incredibly hardworking, incredibly kind of. Not really, you know. He wasn't doing anything flashy, he but was he was just fucking smashing everything inside. And it's that covering every blade of grass yeah, thing. He absolutely does. There's that. one point where he's he, an athlete, isn't he? They broke into the back corner, and in fact, I think, I think the player got called back in the end. And I went, "That's Alan Wynn. He's just covered that. Yeah, He'd yeah, literally yeah. just come all the way across. <laughs> all right, he ended up coming back anyway. We didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, the element like for a man that was his, you know, that was Alan Wynn's first game since the Six Nations as well, like. It's worth Amazing. like you know he's still brilliant, but yeah, uh, yeah. Alan Wynn, Nicky Smith, Aaron Wainwright, all excellent. Nick Williams, we obviously. Jordan Williams about. is very good. Jordan Williams was fact, very good. I mean, are they? You know, they need to get that guy the ball. Yeah, there. you know that's something to work with, isn't it? Yeah, that's the thing. He he they they just need to play a bit more of an expansive game to get him on the ball a bit more, I think, and get him hitting the hitting the line at angles and coming into the line late because too often he's just he's getting the ball deep and you know okay sometimes you can do something amazing with it but a lot of the time it's just running very fast and towards a perfectly set defensive line that's not really fair enough Patrick gets in touch he says good is Aaron Wainwright whose development in the last 18 months is pretty astounding it really is given he's not playing in exactly the strongest team no he's not the fact he's probably going to Japan for the World Cup, when you consider how many good back rowers Wales have got, is testimony to how yeah, his talent a, that he's managed he's to shine through that. He's absolutely, you know, first name on the plane for me. Like he's brilliant. And you know, not after first all name the chat, like, he's, he's, yeah. he's, he's on the plane for me. After all the chat about Corey Allen's hair, I have to, we have to be fair and say Aaron Wainwright's thatch is a thing of wonder. Honestly, beautiful thing, really is. It's just got a, there's a denseness to there. It's like heavy water. Stephen Hancock said, "God is the Dragons winning away from home for the first time in living memory." <laughs> Technically, it was your home game, actually. Yeah, Stephen, and, and as, as Jamie would have liked us to point out, they did beat uh, Timbersworth Saracens away this season. So yes, it's just in the Pro 14, they haven't won away. <laughs> yeah. We're on good now, aren't we? Yes, we Cammy are. Cami Black from the Scottish Rugby Pod says, "God is Berwick Rugby Club coming back from 35-11 down with 16 minutes to go to draw the National Shield final." And then winning it fifty five thirty five in extra time. <laughs> he said, "Shit is me never shutting up about this for a long well, time." Well, yeah, yeah. And, and rightly so. To be fair, fucking hell, yes, absolutely. Uh, Phil Jones, uh, who had a sort of separate uh, Leicester-based oh, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Said good was Harry Thacker scoring on his return to Welford Road. Yet another player that shouldn't have let play, uh, play the Tigers shouldn't have let go serves them right. 
Alex gets in touch. He said, "Good was being BT Sport inexplicably showing Sale Bath instead of Newcastle Northampton, <laughs> and rightly being punished for it." Yes, you're absolutely right. I'd love to have known how their fucking relentless positivity machine yeah. painted that fucking disgrace. <laughs> I didn't actually see it. They see the coverage, but I've seen the I've seen some of the yeah. footage afterwards. Uh, Simon Wilding says, "Good the performances of McNichol Smith, Moriarty, and Nick Williams." How many times so. yesterday did you say, "Imagine not wanting Johnny McNeil to play for Wales"? Imagine being one of those people. Yeah, imagine being one of those people that has any problem. And you know, Willis Halaholo as well. It's like imagine watching him yesterday and going, "Yeah, I don't want that guy playing for Wales at all." Um, Adam Reese says, "Good was finding someone else who appreciates the majesty of the combined powers of Michael Bolton and Bob Dylan." Well, that's me he's talking about because <laughs> we were we were appreciating uh, the song "Steel Bars," which was jointly written between. Uh, I'm, I'm not. Even, I know you're staying well out. I'm of staying this. well out of this. It's just you know, it's one of those if you've not got anything nice to say. You know. <laughs> <laughs> when did that start? Exactly. Uh, yeah, it's it, honestly good in general. It was just Judgment Day as a spectacle. Like people are like, oh, well, it shouldn't be the end of the season, blah blah blah. But it's like I quite like that. It all there was something to play for in both games. Both games felt meaningful. You know, they, the second game wasn't the best. You have a feel of an event about it. It did feel you know? like an event. It felt like a day out, and I, you know, I enjoyed the day out. Um, Ross Mather, Mather says, uh, "Good Jimmy Gopeth holding a ball instead of a microphone as he came on for Wasps." Oh, he's fit again. Is he? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's. That's been a huge, huge reason um, why you know Wasps have struggled this season is they've badly missed Jimmy Gopeth. Jim Larkin gets in touch. He says, I meant to send this last time, but I was busy. Good is Masirewa, the Sunwolves wing. You can't stop scoring tries apart from at the weekend, wow, obviously. Yeah. Um, all while looking like your Dar's mate from college <laughs> who owns a small chain of car washes. <laughs> I can't. I don't know what Masirewa looks know, like, but no, I'm but, desperate uh, to find yeah, out yeah. now. <laughs> uh, um, good, people are saying, is Will Skelton, which again is, is remains uh, sort of yes, indeed remarkable. I wonder thing. if they will actually call him into the squad. I wonder if Scott Robinson, fucking Scott um, Scott Johnson, will uh, allow. Will say, you know what, we need to fucking stop all of it. I think we, you know, from uh, you know, they're talking about getting Nick White, like Nick White's in line for a call up, apparently. So if they can call, oh, bloody, if they can call bloody Nick White up, then surely they can be calling uh, him up as well. Surely, surely. Jock Pirry says, "Good is everything Glasgow except for Hoggy's hairdo." Well, yeah, goes without saying. Yeah. He's off to Exeter though, mate. He had to do yeah. that as a precondition of joining the club. Yeah, yeah, you've got to if you want to shit. He's he's basically gone down there to have a look at play, and they've gone, "Mind your ear, mate. Off to the barbers." You know, you've got to feel like one of us now. You've actually got the laptop to know how long this has been going on for because I ages, don't mate. know. Fucking ages. Uh, we're at one forty-two at the moment, which uh, is long. Let's be honest. So on that bombshell. <laughs> See, this is what happens. You remember what happened when I was allowed to just talk with JB for like two hours. <laughs> if we don't have Lee manning the fucking thing and going, yeah, can we just pick this up? Yeah. Because uh, when I do it, it's like one hour 25. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I really cut it back. I'm don't good I? for an extra 25 minutes is all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, so if you want us more, then, you know, just get me to record it in the future. Everybody. So just to let you know, everyone, I've got a rugby... Life interview with Squidge. Which will be very interesting, On Thursday. Yes. I've also got another one the week after. I've just got to confirm that one. Uh, we're going to get in touch with Tony about doing a um, 
rugby history podcast. We are going to do Scotland next. It's a we promise. Are gonna, to we're going to do Scottish Scotland. Yeah. We are going to do Scotland next. Get ready for public schools and, mas- and muscular that. Christianity. And them getting, yeah, they, they were even more psycho- psychopathic about um, <laughs> about the amateur thing. The um, and then we're heading towards the close season. Just to let you know, we are trying to plan in the episodes we'll be doing for. for Yes. subscribers on Patreon only yeah, we'll, over we'll the keep, summer we'll keep you there's going to be stuff to talk about over the summer anyway because we'll have the World Cup warm up games and we'll cover, really we'll w- cover the, the, those in, the, in June like we always do but in yeah. terms of the August and July bit, yes be, we'll uh, yeah if you really want probably to, something about the about 1990 Grand Slam yeah probably something about Gavin Henson with him yes. retiring yeah well I mean if, if basically we're, we're we're waiting to see if Gav is actually going to retire, and oh, if he does, true. then we're going to do we'll some sort. Never really of, retire. Well, exactly. You'll never retire from my heart. Um, anyway, let's stop. So all of that, there. yeah. So yeah. there you go. Thank you very much, everybody. Indeed. Lovely to meet other people we did meet yesterday. Likewise, it was loads and of fun. This has been interesting. See you soon, Tara. Bye. On Disney Plus, discover the shocking true story. Less than 1% of people get addicted to Oxycontin. Of how one company's greed triggered the worst drug epidemic in American history. The pharma company is lying about their medication. Addiction rates are on the rise because of this drug. A new and exclusive original series from the executive producer of The Handmaid's Tale. These people trusted me. Can't believe how many of them are good now. Dope Sick, now streaming only on Disney Plus. 18 plus subscription required. T's and C's apply. Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.